Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a somewhat late, uh, somewhat unexpected episode of Prospects After Dark. I am your host, I am Kyle Reese. Uh, welcome to the extravaganza. Look, we have a ton to talk about, right? Uh, we can either jump right into it. I said we have a ton to talk about every week, but I'm not exactly sure if we have a ton to talk about. Maybe we don't have a lot to talk about, and uh, we're just going to talk about nonsense anyways. You're going to notice our Prospects After Dark sign uh, going crazy in the background. That's going to happen throughout the entire thing. Uh, I leave my windows open all the time. Uh, so we're going to have a draft rolling through. Uh, number one outfielder, Victor Garcia from Graham. For those of you who don't know, over at uh, Birds on the Black, I've been doing my organizational rankings, position rankings. Uh, we started with the starting pitchers, top ten starting pitchers. That was Friday uh, for Black Friday, the one-year anniversary of uh, Birds on the Black. On Saturday, we did the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, 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 the relief pitchers, and then today we released the top ten outfielders. Uh, if Arenado comes available, who is your preference, Goldie or Arenado? That's an easy one. It'd be Nolan Arenado. Uh, the Cardinals have a need at third base, and I understand why people are excited about Goldschmidt and then Cart moving to third. I get that. Uh, but when I watch Matt Carpenter throw, I get worried. Uh, the way Matt Carpenter throws a baseball concerns me. So the way I look at it is, I look, I like Arenado better than Goldschmidt as it is, uh, but if the Cardinals can address the third base need without having to move Carpenter to third base, I think that they're better in the long run. Now, that comes with the caveat that there's probably no chance, uh, seeing as that the Rockies were better than the Cardinals were last year, there's probably no chance that the Rockies are going to trade Nolan Arenado. I, I think they'd be stupid to do it. How many years would you be willing to give Andrew Miller? I'd be hesitant about more than two. I'm hesitant about giving Andrew Miller one year. Uh, okay, so this is where I stand on Andrew Miller. I'm cool about Zach Britton. I like Zach Britton better than Andrew Miller. Uh, I wouldn't go any more than two years for Britain. I think with Andrew Miller, you wait for the Greg Holland situation, which is as you end spring training, if he hasn't signed anywhere, then you offer him a one-year, $14 million contract and see where it goes from there. Other than that, I'm staying away. Uh, somebody said, Blake Reichert, our buddy Blake Reichert says, he's not particularly excited about Andrew Miller. Yeah, me either. You know, between the arm issues, uh, again, there are some lingering arm issues, some other injury issues. Uh, a decline in velocity, mechanical issues, like, I'm staying away from Andrew Miller. Uh, Zach Britton, two-year contract would be the preference. Yeah, for me it would be. Whoa, now, Britton over Miller. I've always said Britton over Miller, Graham. Uh, please hard sell on Miller. We have him already in Cecil. Maybe. Uh, I can't say. I know that Andrew Miller has been way more effective than Cecil has over the long term. Chasing Shreve and Andrew Miller, meh. Yeah, uh, from from uh, Death March uh, 69. Yeah, keep in mind, too, that until Brett Cecil is off the 40-man roster, he's on the 40-man roster. And again, that's a fun little play on words, but, uh, you know, he's not off yet. And I wouldn't anticipate, even if they bring in a lefty, that he would come off. Having two more years left on his contract, to me, even though I, it's not the move that I would make, but having two more years left on his contract makes me wonder if he's going to stick around at least for part of next year. It seems the media is starting to endorse the Goldie trade. The media has always kind of been on the Goldie, the Goldie trade, in my opinion. Uh, you know, and I want to say real fast, the work that Derek Gould has been doing over at the Post-Dispatch has been incredible. Uh, he wrote a great article on Friday, I think, where he was kind of laying out all the rumors to the truth being said, give you kind of an idea of what the Cardinals' mind frame is, and I think that that helped pave a way. Look, the Cardinals are trying to get better. They're exploring a lot of avenues. They're probably going, you're probably going to hear their name thrown about with everyone. I think that's what you're hearing about with Andrew Miller. Um, but don't be surprised. I do think that you're seeing the auxiliary media, you know, the Saxons, uh, Nicholas, they're starting to get on board a little bit more. So that's a fair point, Todd. Uh, from Trent Apple. Hey, Trent, how are you, man? 
Uh, why trade for Goldie when Carp is unplayable at third? Carp isn't unplayable at third, but he's not great at third, and that kind of compromises your team in the long run. Uh, what do you think it would take to get Goldie? More than I'd be comfortable trading. Uh, probably two controllable pitchers and uh, uh, another controllable outfielder. Probably Tyler O'Neill and then two pitchers on top of that. Getting back to Trent Eppel's question, where would Nick Plummer be in your outfielder ranking? Love seeing some new names to track. You know, so here's where I get in trouble with the outfield rankings, right? You have Nick Plummer and you have Bryce Denton. And both of those guys, they've kind of stalled out, but they're still young and they're still where they need to be on the organizational ladder. Now, uh, I, I did almost put Bryce Denton on the list. I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't, but I wanted to go with some names that you might not otherwise know. And I wanted to talk about the 2018 draft picks a little bit more. That's why I kept Denton off. Now, Plummer would not be on. Uh, Plummer's, man, you know, maybe 15 or 20 in that group. Uh, but uh, uh, Bryce Denton it was an omission. Again, he'd probably be, you know, he, he'd be in the top 12, top 13. Uh, you know, again, I hope you guys, and this is important for me, this is why I make these lists. Uh, I want you to know about the names you don't know. That's why we don't talk about the players that have made a major league debut. They're not as interesting, right? The only reason I wrote about Justin Williams and I talked about Justin Williams is because he hasn't been in the organization long. He made a major league debut, but it wasn't with the Cardinals. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm good, brother. Happy to see the pad keeps growing. Yeah. Hey, pad people. Hello, everyone, as you come in. Uh, from Dat K. Diddy. Great job on the prospect ranking. Also, it hurts when I pee. Yeah. So here's the thing about if it hurts when you pee. If you just continue to hit yourself in the dick, eventually the pain will go away. Uh, Plumber and Perez are both busts, someone says. I would ask that you keep it in perspective, right? So Nick Plummer's 22 years old. He'll be at Palm Beach. He's not a bust yet. Uh, probably not a good pick. I think it was a bit of a reach at the time. I get what they were trying to do, and it didn't pay off. Delvin Perez just turned 20, like, in the last two weeks. And so far, the pick has not paid off. But Delvin Perez's skill set is still there. And you might not believe it, but he had a growth year this year. He had a really good first half of the short season, the short season New York Penn League with uh, State College. And then in August, he just hit a wall. And it, it really showed, and it was a bummer. Uh, but there's still time there. When should we expect some Cardinal news? So, okay, so I guess the, the cheap way out of that is earlier in the week, the Cardinals, and that would have been Tuesday, right? The Cardinals DFA'd uh, Darian Gonzalez and Connor Green, and they have one full week. So you're looking at Tuesday. Uh, they have to clear through waivers or be claimed by another team. There'll be some roster move there. But if you're talking about additions, subtractions, trades, uh, in that capacity, your typical hot stove capacity, not roster management capacity. Uh, you know, I, this is what I think. I think the, I think the market's going to move slow, and I think the market's going to move slow not necessarily because of the top-name free agents, but more importantly because of how many pitchers are on the market. You know, people were talking about trading Carlos Martinez, which is dumb from the get-go, uh, but trying to trade him in this market with so many available starting pitchers and other pitchers on the market for the, uh, the trade market, it would, be, it would be bad. His value is lower now than it's ever been, and you'd be trading him uh, for diminished value. Uh, Cardinals choose, chose Nick, Wom Nick Plummer over Taylor Ward. Uh, shake my head. Is that like, yeah, uh, Walker Bueller or Boiler, as I like to say, Walker Bueller and Taylor Ward, Graham, uh, to Taylor Ward. Okay, so tonight, uh, let's get into that real fast. We had another great question here. Uh, I watched Walker Bueller at Vandy and thought Card should have gotten him instead of Plummer. Yeah, I, you know, to be honest with you, Walker Bueller is one of those things where I didn't even expect him to make it to the Cardinals. It was kind of like Nolan Gorman. When I was involved in that draft, I did not expect Walker Bueller, Bueller to be there. So I didn't watch him. I didn't invest as much time in him. Same thing happened with Nolan Gorman. Uh, we'll learn from that mistake. Any left-handed pitchers, the Cards should be interested in the Rule 5 draft. 
There are a couple. Now, I guess the first one that comes to my mind is uh, Luis Gonzalez, who is a left-hander who is good against lefties and righties in the Orioles organization. The fact that they didn't hold on to him is really interesting to me, but he doesn't have like those big measurables. He just gets it done. Uh, he was a starting pitcher. I think he could be effective against lefties in the minor leagues, and uh, that's the one name in particular. There are a couple other left-handed pitchers that are Rule 5 eligible. They're just not for me. Hey, Ryan Shule, how are you? Uh, the wind hasn't blown you away from Ryan Shule. So I was, uh, I had a family function I had to go to, and the tornado warnings went off, and I didn't even hear them. Uh, how about lefty bats in the Rule 5? Look, here's the thing is, the interesting bats will be gone by the time the Cardinals have a chance to select. And not every team ahead of the Cardinals will be selecting. Uh, but like Richie Martin, uh, Akami from uh, the Red Sox, like, the, the interesting bats will be gone. So honestly, yeah, I, I don't expect there to be any interesting left-handed bats, and none that would offer the Cardinals the type of uh, value that you would want at the Major League level this coming season. How long until Harper makes his decision? I'm going to tell you right now, I think that thing's going into January. I think a lot of people have uh, the, the, the winter meetings pegged, and I think you start hearing a lot of rumors. I think it starts getting really crazy. But I'm going to go ahead and I'll go on, on a limb and say that both Machado and Harper, well, Machado might sign early, but Harper won't sign until January. Yeah, there were tornado sirens and tornado warnings in St. Louis, uh, the city, the county area, um, as it were. Okay, so tonight I'm doing something a little different. I'm drinking hot chocolate. Hot chocolate tonight, folks. Okay, that's only half of it. I'm drinking hot chocolate with Jim Beam's double cut in it. I don't know how much I put in there, so this is going to get weird quick. Uh, who's likelier to be a Cardinal in 2019 opening day, Harper or Brantley? You know, uh, I'm going to do the Craig Mish 25%. They both have a 25% chance of being a Cardinal on opening day. Here's the thing is technically it would be easier for the Cardinals to get Bryce Harper on the roster than it would be for Brantley because of how many pieces they would have to move to make it acceptable for Michael Brantley to be on the roster. Derek Gould wrote about that, covered it great. I didn't read the article, I'm just assuming. Uh, but think about that. There's a lot of moving parts that would need to happen for Michael Brantley to be a Cardinal. Based surely on the amount of parts, I'll say better chance that Bryce Harper is. Uh, I had to protect Ryan O'Reilly from a tornado tonight. I'm a hero. Matt, thank you so much for protecting Ryan O'Reilly. Hopefully uh, the defensive pairings in St. Louis you threw to the wind, uh, as it were. From Langston Lil, uh, who, hey Langston, how are you? Uh, who's likely to be a Cardinal on open, oh, we already went over that, sorry. Uh, we're a little bit, little bit behind on this. Uh, thoughts on a possible move for Paul Goldschmidt? So, I would expect Paul Goldschmidt's gonna be a, t uh, 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 a hot topic. Look, I'm simple with Paul Goldschmidt. I'm all about the Cardinals doing whatever it takes to get better. Uh, who is the lady on top of the bookshelf? Hold on, we'll get back to Paul Goldschmidt in a second. This is from the lovely and talented Cardinal Gifts. Uh, most of you people will recognize her. Uh, I'm going to leave it alone. And a quote from Mr. Dr uh, uh, Mr. Jason X that says, Coochie is good, Kyle. Anyways, uh, the, my regular pad people, you'll know who that is. Um, <laughs> but to, to Cardinal's gifts, to you, sir. Here's my thought about Goldie, right? Hold on. Uh, you're fine, gifts. Don't worry about it, babe. Uh, here's my thought about Goldie. It is Mrs. Flaherty, indeed. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be Jack Flaherty's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, no, but she's a model, so it's okay. I saw Bryce Harper at Home Depot in South County this weekend. <laughs> oh, he was uh, he was getting Christmas lights. My thoughts about Goldschmidt, simple. Look, for me, I, I prioritize third base, and I prioritize Bryce Harper. And Bryce Harper, then third base. Uh, for me, third base is Josh Donaldson. 
if none of those things work, if Harper doesn't work, Donaldson doesn't work, then yeah, go trade for Paul Goldschmidt if it doesn't cost you too much. But remember, you're buying a guy for one year that you can't guarantee he's going to re-sign. And if you're banking on him falling in love with the city and falling in love with the fans and re-signing, you're out of your damn mind because the Cardinals have to be good for that to happen. Uh, and also, the city has to clean up. I hate to say that, but the, the city has a perception issue that needs to change. It's not going to change overnight. It's not going to change because Paul Goldschmidt's here. Uh, it's making headway, but it, it hasn't changed good. Or it hasn't changed completely. So, again, Harper, for me, Machado, but it doesn't seem like Machado's a thing. Uh, Harper Donaldson, and then from there, yeah, sure, if you can get Goldschmidt, fine. But remember, you're compromising your defense, uh, your defense by moving Carpenter to third. You're compromising the defense, and sure, the metrics don't bear out for him to be a bad third baseman, but we've all seen the way he throws a baseball from third base. It's compromised. And I love Matt Carpenter, and I'm not trying to beat on Matt Carpenter. Maybe a year's worth of rest or an offseason's worth of uh, rest pays off in the long haul for, for Matt Carpenter. But if you don't think that that compromised throwing arm is going to compromise the defense next year, if it isn't better, then you're wrong. And I, I've seen people say that Paul Goldschmidt makes the defense better. Uh, give me a defensive third baseman over a defensive first baseman, a def, you know, a better defender at third over a better defender at first any day, every day of the week. And if you think that by bringing in Paul Goldschmidt and compromising third base is going to make your defense better all around, you're wrong. Uh, what about Goldie and Donaldson and Carp back to second base and trade Wong? Uh, so, again, my major concern with Colton Wong is that he hasn't undergone any type of surgery to relieve the knee issue that crept its way into the hip. But why would you trade Colton Wong? You know what I mean? Like, I love Goldie, I love Donaldson, but it goes back to the same thing with Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter is a terrible second baseman. Moving Matt Carpenter to the second, and Donaldson and Goldschmidt is a huge upgrade defensively, and I'd be on board for that. But in the long term, I don't believe, and I think that the pitching staff would probably agree with this, that moving Matt Carpenter off of first base is a bad move. It's just not a good move. You know, your best bet, in my opinion, would be to try to trade Matt Carpenter, but trying to trade Matt Carpenter is unrealistic. Uh, it's not something the Cardinals would do first and foremost, uh, and it's, it's just not something that would pan out. Uh, uh, yeah, why would you trade Colton Wong? Hey, hello, Tara, how are you? Uh, trade Carp problem solved from John Greco. Again, Carp uh, is reasonably priced. Uh, they have an option for him next year. He makes $14.5 million this year. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to trade him. Uh, again, for me, I, look, I will say that I love the, gold, uh, the Goldschmidt and Donaldson thing at the corners. I just don't see it being reasonable or something that the Cardinals would do. Um, I'm very much on board for it if it meant doing something other than moving Carpenter to second base because that's not going to work. Uh, but, yeah, I couldn't watch Carp play second for an entire season. And real fast, I want to cheers uh, as we drink our hot chocolate spiked with bourbon to Matt Carpenter. You know, one of the things that's been lost as the Cardinals are looked to upgrade first and third, and we talk about moving second baseman, uh, is that Matt Carpenter, for as long as he's been a Cardinal, has been willing to play whatever position the Cardinals wanted him to uh, without asking questions, with being willing and accepting to it. So to Matt Carpenter, I raise my glass. Victoria Dryden says Carp and uh, Wong aren't going anywhere. I would think so, too. Uh, fine. Trade for Goldie. Sign Donaldson to Machado and move DeYoung uh, to second. Well, here's the thing. Paul DeYoung never played second base professionally. When he makes his major league debut, and Mike Matheny puts him at second base. He didn't play in the minors. He didn't play in college. Uh, starts him at second base. Terrible, terrible decision. He's not a second baseman. It's like putting Yaro Munoz at second base. Uh, and that's a lot of money to invest. Uh, more money than I feel comfortable uh, uh, to, to do. Somebody said, we want Shelby. I would like for the Cardinals to take a flyer on Shelby Miller. That'd be interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, do the Cards try and move Carp out of the leadoff spot again? I think that all depends on what other spots are, are addressed, right? If the Cardinals bring in a middle-of-the-lineup bat, 
I would expect Carp to stay right where he's at. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised, and it's not something that I agree with. I think you just leave Carp at first until it's like the last possible chance. Uh, but I, uh, I'd, I'd leave Carp at f- batting leadoff it, for as long as possible. But I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to do the thing. Uh, maybe Matt Adams can play second, someone says. That'd be fun to watch. Uh, you know, those guys, he probably takes grounders pregame uh, uh, at, at positions all over the place. Who knows? Um, but yeah, for me, I look, I just leave Carpenter at first and try to build the lineup around him. Uh, we need Daniel Descalso back since Greg is a Padre now. That's going to be a lot of fun because, uh, if you remember, Daniel Descalso wasn't only the middle infield relief, uh, just like Greg Garcia, but he was also a punching bag for a while for the fan base. And, uh, you know, honestly, when you look at the roster as currently constructed, there isn't really a whipping boy for the fan base, uh, f- offensively, right? As a starter, other than Dexter Fowler, who the fan base will whip even if he's good, uh, partially because, ha- you know, there's a small portion of the fan base that's racist and think because he can't run, like, max effort looking like uh, that he's a he's a problem. But you get what I mean. Yeah, Pete Cosmo before then. Uh, so who becomes the whipping boy at that point? It's going to be fun to watch out. Hi, Kyle. I was surprised Lane Thomas was a number one from GM Gersh. You know, honestly, like, uh, again, we're talking right now about my organization. Uh, Carlos for Andrew Elton is a bad move. That's a terrible, 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 terrible bad move. Uh, we're talking about the organizational position rankings that I'm doing at Birds on the Black. Uh, we did starting pitchers on Friday, relief pitchers on Saturday. We did outfielders today. My top three outfielders were Randy Rosarena, one, Lane Thomas, two, and Dylan Carlson, three. Now, I really thought about putting Dylan Carlson, one. Uh, I'm really anxious for his 2019 season, and I'm banking on it being very good. I just uh, I don't think that it's there yet. And I'll always like Randy more than I will like Lane Thomas. I just think Randy's a more complete player. My issue with Lane Thomas is that sometimes he's good and sometimes he's bad. And uh, he, there's like nothing that stands out. And he, he enriched his power this past year. Uh, again, hitting more than 20 home runs. But man, when you watch that swing, and it's nice, it's compact, it just doesn't seem fast. And that's a concern for me. Uh, the Bader hype train needs to slow down. I agree, John G24. Uh, you know, the Cardinals are going to re-up him. I, I, I can't imagine them not at this point with as much as they're plugging him. And I, I, I've said it before, and I love Harrison Bader. I don't mean this as any disrespect to him. But if I'm the Cardinals, that's the kind of player that I'm looking to trade. A player at the peak of his value before he has a chance to be diminished. Uh, as teams focus more on outfield importance. Uh, that's that's my view on it all. And again, if you can't get a substantial upgrade, if Harrison Bader can't net you a return, then you don't trade him. Uh, so, I, but I would dangle him. Kyle, I'm here, so I'm, uh, I'm late. That's okay. Uh, that's okay, Drake man. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, how high on the priority list is getting Fowler out of here? So for me, and you guys have to understand, I'm not one of these people who hates Dexter Fowler. I'm not one of these people who thinks he's lazy. Uh, I think lazy people call him lazy. Uh, but I would be working hard to move him. As a matter of fact, he'd probably be priority number one for me, uh, moving that contract. But I would ask Cardinal fans to try to be as realistic as possible when it comes to Paul or, uh, Paul Goldschmidt. See, I'm looking down. When it comes to Dexter Fowler and moving that contract. Again, you know, outfield is a deep position in Major League Baseball, and a lot of times teams want to know what their guy looks like in the outfield. It makes it hard for him to trade. Uh, he's older coming off of a major injury. That's hard to trade. And he has a big contract, which makes that even more hard to trade. Uh, so, uh, Alex, Chris Foley asked, uh, Taco Bell Pizza Hut or combination Taco Bell KFC? So there's a great song by a hip-hop band called Das Racist. And uh, it's it, they're, they're Puerto Rican guys. 
And uh, they have a song called Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. And it is as glorious as you could ever imagine, and you need to check it out. I'm at that Pizza Hut, kid. I'm at that Taco Bell, kid. I'm at that combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Yeah, that's a great song. It's, it's terrible, obviously, and even worse sung by me. But Pizza Hut Taco Bell for me, Alex. All day, er day. Uh, all day, er day. Uh, to Alex Crisofoli, I raise my glass when I, I love and does amazing work over at Birds on the Black. Uh, check out oh, also, and I only got to read parts of it, and I'm heartbroken about this, uh, but the, the incredibly talented Chuck Brownson wrote a great two-part article about Marcelo Zuna. Uh, it might have been aided by a little outside effort by Zach Gifford. Uh, but Brownson wrote a great article about Marcelo Zuna and what he might need to work on and what it might look like and what his potential is. Check it out at Birds on the Black. I, again, I caught all of the first part, which was great. Interested in some second parts. Uh, hot Cheetos or Takis? Man, Takis are underrated. I love that, like, lime heat. If cards miss out on Harper, thoughts on Conforto? I like Conforto, but if you're the Mets, I don't understand why you trade Conforto. It's not like Noah Syndergaard, where you're going to get a huge return back, or Jacob DeGrom, where you're going to get a huge return back. Conforto will bring you a Conforto. Michael Conforto will bring you back a return. No, Michael Conforto will bring you back a return, but it won't be as much of a return as it could be for what he's capable of bringing you back if he was at the peak of his abilities. Forever Cards asks uh, about Genesis Cabrera. I am super excited about Genesis Cabrera as well. I, uh, you know, again, when you watch him, he's not the pitcher that the stats tell you. He's way more talented than that. And I'm telling you, like, the Cardinals would do poor for themselves in the long run to put him in the bullpen uh, to start the 2019 season. I, they need, like, that's the guy that you want building himself up. Oh, hey, Art. Hello, Art. How are you, my friend? Uh, welcome, Art Lippo, our good friend Art Lippo, who we love. To you, Art, I'm drinking hot chocolate spike with bourbon. Uh, who will be the best rookie for the cards in 19? Man, that's a great question. Well, so technically, Dakota Hudson is still a rookie, and I'll say he, he ends up being the best rookie, pitching out of the bullpen, pitching important innings, shutdown innings, uh, producing statistically close to what we saw to Matt Bowman before he was over-abused and used, uh, and uh, something similar to that with a couple more strikeouts. Who will be the best rookie for the 19 team? We just went over that. Does Genesis crack the opening day roster? Now, we were just talking about that with Genesis Cabrera. I, I would be trading Walker this offseason. It's selling low, but oh well. That would be something I would be on board for in the right deal, and it's something I think the Cardinals should look into. But at the same time, like... I don't know if another team would trade for Michael Waka coming off of the injury that he had, uh, you know, and missing half the year. Like, th that's a serious issue. Like, if I'm another organization, are you trading for Michael Waka? I, I wouldn't. You know, if you're another organization, are you trading for Dexter Fowler? No. No, absolutely not. There's no way. Not until he proved that he was healthy. Uh, more than likely, like, with those two guys in particular, your best bet at trading them is the trade deadline this coming year. And at that point, you're either in it and you're not going to trade them because at that point, Fowler's probably playing out of his mind. Uh, speaking of Genesis, what's your favorite Sega game? Ooh. So, ooh, you know, all those Sonic games, whenever you think of Sega, you immediately think of Sonic, right? Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, now, I was always a Nintendo person, and then I switched from Nintendo to PS4. My buddy, uh, uh, Matt Riley... Uh, he had, uh, he had the, 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 the Sega, uh, all of the Sega stuff, but I always loved those Sonic games. So to Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Michael Walker and Colton Wong bodies are made of jello. Man, I can't even argue that. Uh, let's see. What is the timeline for Reyes' return from debt 282? Now, 
At the beginning of the offseason, the Cardinals were saying that Alex Reyes' timeline was almost similar to what he had in 2018. That meant the Cardinals were going to be very, very cautious and then have him ready to go come May and in a role that uh, uh, would suit the Cardinals best depending on their need, whether it be bullpen or starting rotation. But I've noticed that whenever it's brought up over the last week, 10 days, 2 weeks, they're, they're, they're being a little bit more coy about it. And I can't tell if it's the type of you so coy, you me so bold, uh, where they're, they're protecting themselves and saying, like, he might become a part, or in the, he might be in the picture earlier, or he might be in the picture later. I can't tell. But they've changed their tune about that, uh, whereas they were once talking about it, now they won't even address it. That's just, he'll be ready when he's ready. Uh, but to me, it seems like more likely that he's going to be ready earlier than later. And that's just me projecting my own hopes at that point. Somebody says, I sure hope they claim Max Schrock. You know how I feel. Look, Schrock had a terrible year in uh, uh, 2018 at, at AAA. I don't want them to, I don't want any of these guys to go. The Cardinals need as many assets as they can have, especially assets that aren't on the 40 man. Uh, more than likely, somebody's going to claim Schrock. Look, the, the, the two guys in particular, Schrock and, and Junior Gonzalez, uh, or Junior Fernandez, rather, uh, Junior Fernandez and Max Schrock, those two guys will probably be taken in some capacity. I, I can't imagine some team looking at Schrock like the Padres and not thinking, oh, he's an upgrade over our second base options. Uh, Reyes is at 50 career innings. He loses his prospect status after one outright. Yeah, that's correct. That's right. Uh, and I could be wrong about this. And it's all about days, too. Days in the major leagues that aren't in September. So he made his debut early August. He has to make 45 days. He was on... Yeah, you know, he he would have to be on a roster for a month, an active roster for a month or so, and uh, also, uh, or get one out at the major leagues to lose his rookie status. And in my book, he's not a rookie. Uh, that's why I don't, uh, that's why I don't write about him. Look, I, we know everything there is to know about Alex Reyes. Every, every journalist with a pen has written about Alex Reyes at this point, so uh, I'm not, I'm not going to write unless I get some new information. Uh, from BJ Dittman, Mo always tries to get better, can't get the biggest names, so he moves down the list. A Evaldi, question mark. Uh, Alex Ray's revenge season from Blake Reichert. I would love that. So here's my thought about Nathan A Evaldi, right? Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week. The rumors early on were that he wanted to be a starting pitcher. And of course, if you're a starting pitcher, you're going to get starter cash. It won't be a situation with like Brendan Morrow with Nathan Avalde. Now, I would, I would expect that Avalde takes whatever the biggest contract he can get to fill whatever role, uh, he, he's asked to fill. Uh, but more than likely, look, I like Nathan, look, I, I like Nathan Avalde. I like Adam Onovino. I like Joe Kelly. I like these guys. But if they're only going to fill a bullpen role, I'm not paying for them. Because you're going to have to give them more than two years. And giving relief pitchers any more than two years is dangerous. It's it's it, You're asking for disaster. Uh, so I would not. Uh, I, I like Nathan Eovaldi a lot. Uh, and maybe if he wanted to be a starter, you can get him on some type of like Miles Michaelis type deal. You do it, but he's going to get more years. He's going to get more money. And I think that prices the Cardinals out. Uh, Kyle, you sexy son of a gun. You the best. Hey, Steele, how are you? Uh, I hope, I hope everything's going well on your end. Uh, Steele, our buddy at UPS had a nice little Friday there to you, sir. Coach Housley says, why aren't the cards talking to Seattle about their closer? Well, believe it or not, I'm not actually in the room. So uh, I don't know if they are or aren't, but what I would suspect is that Mr. Diaz over at uh, uh, Mr. Edwin Diaz in Seattle, more than likely Mr. Depoto is asking for a uh, a hell of a return 
I got to take that off. Sorry. Is probably asking for a hell of a return for Mr. Diaz. Probably similar to what he just got for Paxton. And, uh, uh, you know, James Paxton, along with two prospects that are kind of interesting, uh, hoping for the best with, netted the, the Mariners the Yankees best pitching prospect. Now, Justice Sheffield does have some, uh, command concerns. Absolutely. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, there aren't a lot of questions that come with that. But the Cardinals would have to be willing to give up probably their top prospect. And I don't even know who that is anymore. I mean, it might be Dakota Hudson. It might be Genesis Cabrera. They would have to give up a big-time prospect and two additional ones. And I just don't think the Cardinals are going to do that for Edwin Diaz. Uh, not win, more than likely in their minds, the internal option is Alex Reyes, who could be just as good as uh, uh, Edwin Diaz uh, uh in the long run. Now, keep in mind, this is where Alex Reyes gets really interesting, and it's something that we need to come to terms with as fans. Uh, Alex Reyes is coming off of, I believe, a lat surgery. Whatever surgery it is, it's a surgery that no starting pitcher, except for Jake Peavy, has ever come back from and pitched well from. Uh, that means that another team is probably, they'd probably be willing to take a flyer on him. He probably has better value in the long term than, you know, some other fringy prospects. Uh, but because he's coming back from this this once in a, you know, can Reyes go injury free for a year? I sure hope so. And I think the best bet is uh, out of the bullpen. As uh, uh, Jared, Jared RRT asks, uh, what I'm getting at with Alex Reyes is that his value to the Cardinals is bigger and more pronounced than it would be in a trade with another organization. Uh, this time two years ago, it's not the case. Maybe even this time last year, coming off of the first injury, the regular Tommy John surgery, it was more. Uh, but coming off of this serious, serious injury that no one has ever, except for Jake Peavy, has ever come back. And Jake Peavy came back compromised, uh, but learned how to pitch with it. Uh, it's just a concern. I don't think Alex Reyes has the value that we all hope he, he, he has or has exhibited in the past. Uh, you have any interest in Andrew Miller? I do not. He's not for me. Give me Zach Britton if I had to choose, but I'd rather have uh, one year of SIP or Oliver Perez, or I'd rather have them trade for Will Smith or Tony Watson. The Harrison Bader, his franchise player narr narrative is awful. So I think that that's getting twisted. Uh, what pitch other than fastball do you think would Reyes use most out of the bullpen? Uh, his curveball. His curveball is the most underrated pitch in the entire organization. Everyone forgot how great it was. It's amazing. His changeup is really good, too. Uh, they're not selling Harrison Bader as, the, as like a franchise player. They're selling him as the most marketable player in the organization. And he is. Uh, other than Yadier Molina, right? And Yadier's out doing important shit. And he can't be here for a, a, a costume unveiling. Think about it this way with Harrison Bader. Who's more marketable on the St. Louis Cardinals than him, right? Women love him. And those old crotchety Whitey Ball fans love him too. And remember, those Whitey Ball fans are the ones that are in Major League Baseball's age demographic. Remember, the average age of someone who watches Major League Baseball is 55 years old. Those are your Whitey Ball people. Harrison Bader is a Whitey Ball person. That's your most marketable player. I don't think they're marketing him as the face of the franchise. If that was the case, they already would have signed him, and they probably would have signed him to a pretty big contract. They're marketing him as the most marketable player on the team, other than Yadier Molina, because that's what he is. Uh, Kyle, are you going to buy a powder blue jersey? No, Drake, man, I will not. Uh, I'm also not going to say anything bad about the powder blue, because holy hell, you turned on me. I'm a Whitey Ball fan, uh, so watch it. And again, I don't mean to, you know what, most of the time I do mean to insult the Whitey Ball people. But what I'm getting at uh, is that, like, they're the most intense group, right? They're the ones who are yelling about bat flips and uniforms and hustling down to first. You know, I... I 
reposted that video of uh, uh, Bartolo Colon flipping the ball behind his back. And instead of being like excited about that amazing play by Bartolo Colon as he flipped the ball behind his back, got the out at first, there were people in that age demographic who were bitching about Justin Bohr not hauling it down the line. And he hauled it down the line until about 60 feet and then dogged it for 20 feet and then hit it again for the last 10. There was a small portion there where he dogged it because he thought the ball was going foul. And again, that's just bad base running. It's stupid. And maybe if he would have ran as fast as he could, uh, then, then he would have been safe. But that is a loud and aggressive section of the fan base is all I'm saying. Not a big Whitey Ball fan, but it was before my time. I don't have any feelings about Whitey Ball. I just think the fans are crazy. Uh, DeYoung got an extension, so he's the face of the franchise uh, from Jagap1985. I don't think so. Uh, Bader's Flores, potential gold glove defense. Uh, Bud Norris hates people who bat flip. That is true. It's almost like you can't run out every ball through the course of a 162 game. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, running down to uh, first 100, 250 times is exhausting uh, in 180 days. Uh, then you've got the Bartolo is goat people. I am a Bartolo is greatest of all time people. I Look, the guy did steroids. Uh, he is a trash human being when it comes to marrying women and having illegitimate kids. But on the diamond, there isn't anything that I find more enjoyable than the highlight reels of Bartolo Cologne. I could watch Bartolo Cologne swing a bat. Every day of the week. I could watch him flop around on the field going after grounders every day of the week. Uh, that's pure entertainment. Ozuna got sliders away on repeat. A lot of the Cardinals hitters get sliders uh, away on repeat. Sorry I'm late. Uh, McNasty Filth, uh, who's the lady in the picture? Mm. So that is that lady right there is the one and only uh, girlfriend to Jack Flaherty. <laughs> uh, and also, as Mr. Jason Hicks enters our room, uh, there is a sign there. Uh, and it's from Prospects After Dark, and this is from the lovely and oh, hold on, this is from the lovely and talented Cardinals gifts, and it's one of our favorite quotes from Mr. Jason Hicks. It says, "Coochie is good, Kyle." Uh, to Mr. Jason Hicks, I raise my glass of spiked hot chocolate to you, sir. Coochie is good. J. A. Gap, nineteen eighty-five, says, uh, "Oh wait, that's not Flaherty's girlfriend. Who is it? Am I messing up? Why did I think it was Flaherty's girlfriend gifts? Am I messing up?" Ah, oh, God, I'm so stupid. Uh, now I forgot. I'm completely, I'm completely off track. Have you been hanging out with Dwight Howard? I have not. Uh, yeah, yes, sir, it is. Um, let's see. Uh, Manfred made a joke about not having a DH in the NL so we could watch Bartolo. He, look, that, that endears me. Uh, I like that. Oh! <laughs> so, <laughs> so even better than this being Flaherty's girlfriend is that that's Flaherty's girlfriend's sister. And that's an inside joke in between Gifts and I. I'm a trash human being, fam, but she hot. Uh, going to opening day in Milwaukee, who will start for the cards? I will say that the start goes to Carlos Martinez. Uh, I will say the start goes to Carlos Martinez. I am completely derailed. By the way, you want to check out Jack Flaherty's girlfriend and her sister because they're doing some baking thing, but there's pictures and it's great. Uh, you think the A's will let go of Chad Pinder, and if so, would you want to get him? I think Chad Pinder on another team, would be a really great piece. I just don't see how he fits in with the Cardinals. Again, the Cardinals have redundancies in the outfield and at first base. And, uh, again, I'm a big fan of his little brother, Chase, who's in the Cardinals organization. I rated him my fourth best outfielder in the Cardinals uh, system. Uh, you know, he's my favorite. I am still laughing at that. Oh, that's Yeah, coochie good, Kyle. Uh, she is way out of your league. Yeah, she's way out of everyone's league. Uh, Flaherty gave my son a baseball, so I root for him and his girlfriend. Yeah, I root for it, too. I root for pictures and videos and all kinds of really cool stuff. Uh, all right, so we'll do a little reset here. We've been at it for about a half an hour. Well, Kyle, baking, what are you? What are they baking? 
The only way to find out is to find out. You know what I mean? Uh, either Flaherty or Michaelis start on the Powder Blue debut, probably. Oh! Uh, whoever has to wear that Powder Blue to you. Mr. Jason Hicks, has Jordan made any type of comments about the potential Powder Blue jerseys and how he feels about them? I would be anxious, anxious to find out. Most likely trade scenario with the Mariners. You know, I'll say, I'll still say Gene Segura. Like, that makes the most sense for both teams. And I think the Cardinals actually have the pieces to pull off. I, I think, I think that uh, between Dakota Hudson and Jairo Munoz, that's a good start. They probably have to give up something else. Uh, who it is, you know, I would like it to be someone like Jake Woodford. I don't think Jake Woodford gets it done. I think you would need some other piece. Uh, but something like that, I think, would be a step in the right direction. Uh, how about Nelson Cruz, LOL? So that was really interesting, right? MLB Trade Rumors is reporting the Rays are interested in Nelson Cruz. They'll just release see, or they'll release Kron because he'll, he's owed 5.2 mil, but they'll sign, uh, sign that to Nelson Cruz. Uh, Kyle, put more hot chocolate in your cup. That's a really good point. You know, there isn't enough hot chocolate in my cup. So here I'm going to do, I'm going to pour some more hot chocolate into my cup. A little bit more hot chocolate right there in my cup. Uh, and then I'm going to stir it up with this here knife because I, I'm classy like that. Who do you want to play backup for Carp in 2019? Wisdom could platoon. So I'm not totally against that. But remember, uh, okay, so who do I want? I would like that. I would be fine with it being Patrick Wisdom. Uh, I would like for the Cardinals to trade Jose Martinez and Jed Jerko and get better in the long run. Uh, but I think more than likely what you're looking at is Jose Martinez as the backup to Matt Carpenter at first play, first base. Uh, did you get drunk on Thanksgiving? I did not. So my family's a little, uh, uh, little, untraditional, non-traditional. Uh, we did, we did, uh, Thanksgiving with my mom that prior weekend. And then we did a, a Thanksgiving thing with my dad, uh, on Thursday, probably the last Thanksgiving with the old man. You know, you can only, you, you never know, but my brother Scott is a really awesome person. And my brother Scott is the world's biggest heart. Uh, and what you need to know about my brother Scott is that he would do anything for anyone in any, in any, any way possible. He's a, he's truly the most selfless person I've ever met in my life. Well, my brother Scott is housing, uh, a family of Mexican uh, asylum seekers. We're not going to get into that because that's some personal stuff. Uh, they don't speak English, but we went over there and the asylum seekers going through the process, the proper process for all of the people who might have a problem with that, going through the proper process, uh, they only speak Spanish. We only speak English. Scott speaks a little Spanish. And uh, we ended up playing catch. Uh, she has a, a daughter and then two nephews uh, uh, and... The, the, me and my brother Scott and the two nephews, uh, played catch. We didn't say a word to each other. We just laughed and smiled and threw and played baseball and it was great. Uh, they just take jobs, Kyle. Oh, Jesus. Uh, thoughts on getting, uh, Pazos and a deal with Segura? For those of you who don't know who Pazos is or Pezos, um, obviously I don't know how the fuck to pronounce his name. I'm an asshole. Uh, he is a left-hander who had a really good 2017 season, a left-hander relief. Uh, had a good year last year, but wasn't as effective against lefties. I, I think that like the batting average against was like 280, 283. Uh, look, I'm all about it. I wouldn't give up too much for him, though. Tell us what move you want the Cardinals to make this offseason. Uh, from Rhett Garrity, I believe is how you pronounce that last name. I'm sorry for butchering it. Is, is there any guy moves overlooking? Is there any guys more overlooked than Ponce and Gant? Ponce, for sure. Segura is not a Cardinal team player. Don't know what that means. You're my favorite person to listen to besides Al Michaels. Uh, that makes me hard. Uh, did you get hit in the head by a throw? No, no, no. If I did, I don't remember. Uh, do you have a noodle arm? So, funny story. Uh, when I was in high school, I could throw, again, I, the fastest I ever got clocked at was 94 miles an hour. 
A true statement. I was a lefty. I had rotator cuff surgery when I was 16 years old. Might have been 15. Uh, and after high school, I was throwing 90s. Uh, but honestly, my my arm is completely shot. Uh, I can hardly throw now. And, uh, like, I, my fingers were numb by the end of the day. So the Padres going to come get Junior? I think so, Mr. Hicks. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, uh, Ah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would think that the Padres would be in on Junior. As a matter of fact, I think that there's a lot of teams, any team that has an open spot that might go for Junior. Check into the Gordon incident with Seattle. No, I know, look, I know what's going on there. Look, I, I remember that happening with Gene Segura, but that doesn't make him a bad teammate. Look, one incident does not make a person a bad teammate. It's that same bullshit with Bryce Harper. Like, look, Bryce Harper was choked by Ryan Madsen. There was a choking incident involving Ryan Madsen, right? I want to choke Ryan Madsen. I don't blame him. Here's what you need to know, right? Uh, I am a construction worker. I'm a foreman of a concrete crew. Uh, I'm a supervisor foreman of a concrete crew, right? When you work and play day in and day out with a group of males, day in and day out, there's shit that happens that you wouldn't believe. A lot of verbal altercations, a lot of physical altercations, even when you're playing and working with your best friends, that shit happens, man. Now, the problem is a lot of it doesn't happen in front of a camera, and that should happen with Segura and a camera. Uh, it's like the Blues, one good game doesn't make a trend. Great point. Wasn't it? Uh, did I always I always do that with Madsen and Papelbon. I apologize for that. That's my own stupid fuck-up. I apologize. It was, uh, it, was, it was absolutely Jonathan Papelbon. That's my fault. Did Scott Boris hold any Black Friday deals from Maggie Ladley? Hey, Maggie. Um, not that I know of. No, no. It seemed like uh, Major League Baseball shut down for Black Friday. There weren't even any, like, roster claims. Uh, 94 and lefties should have been dragged out of high school. There's a story there, too. I was re I was actually truly, truthfully recruited uh, by colleges in the area. Uh, I was done pitching. I'm, it sounds ridiculous. Uh, first off, I couldn't throw a breaking pitch to save my life. Uh I was basically just throwing blind. Uh, I had no command, no control. Still, uh, local schools, uh, uh, Webster, yeah, they were willing to give me a, uh, because, uh, you know, they can't give athletic scholarships, an academic scholarship. Uh, Maryville, like all the local schools, uh, uh, Blackburn College, SEMO, like all of those schools, Missouri, well, not Missouri State, I take that back. That is a lie. Uh, 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 oh, no, SEMO uh, happened, Southwest didn't. I don't even remember. God, that was... 13 years ago at this point, who can remember? Uh, but yeah, I, I, but I was done. I was done playing baseball. And then I helped coach my high school team for a year and a half uh, on a part-time basis. And anyways, I don't want to talk about that. That's stupid. Uh, you were wild thing. I was, yeah, I had terrible command. Uh, let's see. Have you had the chance to look at Bryce Harper's big brother, a decent AAA lefty? Uh, I have not. Look, I don't know anything about him. Nothing at all. I'm sorry. Kyle, I hit 92 my last college season, but I tore my UCL. Oh, God, that's terrible. Uh, yeah, Blackburn and Carlinville. That's right. Uh, same with Mustakis, head case, not Cardinals type player. Yeah, I don't know. So who is this? JND underscore old number seven. Uh, Jack Daniels, old number seven. Is that what's going on there? That's an interesting name. I like you. To Jack Daniels, old number seven. What could have been with former high school flamethrower Kyle Reese? Now, in-game, I was probably throwing like 82, 83 uh, to start and then probably mid-70s. But when I went back after high school uh, and I was just pumping it in in the little room at Bishop DeBerg High School, that was kind of like a bullshit little uh, thing that they built. Uh, that We had the thing and I was throwing 
94. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Uh, I failed out of my D2, uh, Northwest Missouri and didn't play an inning. Nice. Ah, that's a bummer from, uh, Biggie LC. Damn bummer. Uh, let's see. Who is a Cardinals type player? Okay, so that goes to old number seven. So the, here's my favorite thing about when people start talking about little incidents like head case and blah, blah, blah. None of these major league players are head cases. That's such an old, like, it's, it's not old, that's not fair, but it's a lazy narrative. It's, it's an incomplete narrative. It's a simple-minded narrative. Uh, what I will say, if you want to talk about a player who's been involved in more controversies than any other player, you don't need to look any further than the catching position for the St. Louis Cardinals. Who's been involved in more shit than Yadier Molina? Uh, and, you know, both internally and externally. And I don't mean, like, outside of baseball, like Carlos Martinez is on the, on the east side. I'm talking about, like, Guy's been in fights. He's yelled at other teams' managers. Uh, he was in a war of the words in the media about Instagram. Uh, let's, you know, you can't say that another one of those players in the league aren't a Cardinal-type player when that's what Yadier Molina is. Uh, people say Carlos Martinez is a head case. Piss me off more than anything. Here's the thing. Uh, it's a lazy narrative. Uh, if we want to keep Carp at first, why aren't we talking more about Machado to the Cards? Look, I can't talk very much about the Machado to the Cards thing. Uh, I just know that the Cardinals... Well, I've been told that the Cardinals just don't have interest. I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, can you predict the Cardinals' next offseason move? I will say that the next offseason move will be they'll claim somebody off of waivers and take Justin Williams off the 40-man roster. Who that player is, I don't know. Uh, yeah, exactly, right? And that's my uh, that's my favorite thing. Yachty also doesn't hustle down the first baseline, right? AJ Przinsky was a Cardinal despite the controversy. That's a great point. But again, I, I will say one thing about that with the uh, with with AJ Przinsky, right? Is that was like a last ditch effort. Like the Cardinals' back was against the wall when they made that move. Uh, when do you think the next move will be from Jay Hauser twenty three? Well, uh, Mr. Hauser twenty three. My guess is that you get again. So there's two moves that will happen within the next. 48 hours. The first one be, the, both of them are what happens with Darian Gonzalez and what happens with Connor Green. Uh, my guess, hopefully, my, my guess is Connor Green gets picked up. Darian finds his way back down in the minor leagues off of the 40 man. Now, what happens after that? I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I think that we're talking about the next two weeks being slow as we get into the winter meetings. Uh, maybe a few minor moves here and there, but I wouldn't expect anything to really heat up for another two weeks. Who signs first, Harper or Machado? Uh, I think it's going to have to be Harper because I get the distinct impression just reading the quotes from Manny Machado uh, about his work ethic and trying to clarify that his market isn't so hot right now. Uh, and I think it's going to work against him. From Christian Rabbit. I want to raise my glass real fast to uh, Christian Rabbit. To you and your family for Thanksgiving, my friend. Uh, it's a pleasure speaking with you. I wish you guys nothing but the luck, the most luck with what you're going through. Uh, I love you, buddy. I'm here. From Rhett uh, Garrity. Why do I have the sneaking suspicion that the cards will actually sign Machado? I'd be on board for that. Again, like, Manny Machado, if you're taking away, like, other things, Manny Machado makes the most sense for the Cardinals, right? He fills the left side void. He's a middle-of-the-order hitter, uh, probably at a diminished price. But there might be some personality issues on the Cardinals' current roster with Manny. And also, I don't know if the – look, Manny has always had a reputation within baseball about being kind of a dirty player, and we saw it on, we saw it on the highest scale uh, during the playoffs. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals took note of that, and he isn't a Cardinal player. Uh, you know, no one's ever complained about Manny Machado as a teammate, and I think that's a good sign. Uh, but again, like, I think, I think it's telling that the Cardinals haven't even had their name, like, 
associated with Manny Machado when they've been associated with everyone else because they are checking in on everyone else. Uh, Tyler O'Neill uh, needs 475 at-bats. I'm on board for that. Look, if their Cardinals aren't going to sign... Uh, if the Cardinals aren't going to sign Bryce Harper, that's where I stand, too. Uh, I, I want Tyler O'Neill, and especially now with Jeff Albert, right? Bernie Nicholas wrote a great article on The Athletic, one of Bernie's best articles in years, uh, about Jeff Albert and what he's planning on doing. And if there's a player who might be able to benefit from that other than Harrison Bader, it's Tyler O'Neill. And the idea is a focus on understanding counts and how to hit in counts and increasing contact. And if, if Tyler O'Neill can find the happy medium between increasing contact uh, and hitting for power like he did at the minor league level uh, with just a little encouragement from Jeff Albert, then you're talking about a guy who could potentially be an all-star a couple times in his career. He needs time and he needs at-bats. I agree with that. Once Ozuna is gone after 19, O'Neal is an everyday player. Ideally, yes, but think about this next year, right? If, if Tyler O'Neill doesn't get the appropriate amount of at-bats this coming year, and Memphis at-bats don't count. He's past the Memphis level. We saw him rake and destroy Memphis every time he was sent down there this year. If he doesn't get major league at-bats, then you're talking about the type of retarding of development that Carson Kelly felt for two straight years entering this year. They have to get major league at-bats. They have to come regularly. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. Side Donaldson or trade for Goldie? I am very much on board for Donaldson. Uh, does your family have possum instead of turkey for Thanksgiving? No, we sacrifice a possum to the god of roadkill. Uh, we should extend Ozuna. Dude will be a stud with a healthy shoulder. Fingers crossed, right? Uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not extending anyone until I see what they look like after they have surgery. Uh, his stats are no worse than Bryant Baez, Judge Stanton, rookie year. I have this weird thing that Ozuna will be great this year. I am really hoping for it, too, uh, but it's nothing I feel comfortable banking on. Uh, what position do you want the Cardinals to concentrate on in the 2019 draft? Whoever the best player available is. Uh, look, make no mistake, the Cardinals have a bit of a hole in the mid to low levels in pitching. Uh, I would very much like for them to find another top-of-the-line starting pitcher, if possible, from the collegiate level. Uh, but for real, look, a team does themselves a disservice by trying to address need in a draft. Uh, take the best player. And teams have tried to get really cute because of the bonus pool and all that other nonsense that you get in trouble that way. Draft the best player on your board and figure out the rest later. Matheny will have a hard time double switching in the American League. We'll see about that. Uh, let's see. We should extend Ozuna. Dude will be a stud. Did your family impossible, Maggie? Oh, God. Um, yeah, how funny is that, right? To the Royal, to Kansas City Royals fans who have to deal now with Ned Yost and constant talk of Mike Matheny. Can we send Wayno to driveline? I don't know how much work that, how much help that would do to Wayno. Uh, I would imagine at this point, nothing bad against Adam Wainwright. I don't mean this with any type of criticism, but, uh, oh, Matt Stromer ordered Domino's. Uh, they deliver, from what I understand, or some shit like that. I don't know what their slogan is. Uh, I, look, here's the thing about Adam Wainwright. He's probably past the point of being able to be aided by driveline. Although, it would be interesting, from a study standpoint, if driveline were to do that. Find players over the hill. 35 and older, apply their techniques and see what kind of advantage it has for them if it prolongs their career. Uh, at that, sends that Grinky to driveline, see where that goes. Does Matheny's salary get deducted from the cards? Uh, yeah, so whatever the Cardinals, the Cardinals still owe, owe him. Uh, and even if, like, he's a special assistant to the Royals, the Royals are paying him a different salary, I think at least, and I could be wrong about this. And then even if he's named manager of the Royals, that's a different salary than what the Cardinals are paying him. Uh, 
John Smoltz would never do driveline. Are you kidding me? He'd say, hey, John, we want you to go to driveline. And he'd just say those whippersnappers or some crazy shit. He'd, he'd talk down to the people at driveline about how dumb they are and how little they know about baseball. Uh, biomechanics. Is Matt Bowman still warming in the pen? I would expect Matt Bowman to be a Kansas City Royal by the end of the week. Uh, the Redbirds will have a better rotation than the Marlins. Probably not. Uh, what do you think, what you think that position pays? Oh, we're talking about Matheny as like development. Uh, well, so here's the thing, right? Any, anything that's like assistant or development, blah, blah, blah. If it's not like the head, I would imagine you're talking 50K with benefits, something like that, but more than he deserves. <laughs> They put Mike Matheny involved in player development. Uh, and, you know, the truth is, uh, and I'm just going to make the statement, I don't mean it with any type of uh, vitriol, or, but he's there because he is a very, very religious person, as is Dayton Moore. And, uh, anyways, good for them is what I say. Uh, will Brebbia come to camp clean-shaven for Mr. Hicks? <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately. And I'm going to be honest. I'd send him back down to AAA in... Uh, until he uh, until he has a full beard. I don't know if he's going to be effective without a full beard. And the fact that he's willing to tempt fate disappoints me. Uh, Mr. Hicks, do you have any insight on that? I would love to know. Uh, I don't know who the Hall of Famer is. Uh, let's see. So real fast, my, my thoughts about Ozuna and the surgery. Right? It was just a clean-up surgery, so I'm not worried about, like, Long-term ramifications, uh, but I think it's going to be... Hold on, Lucy Bird. Uh, DeWitt is all about the lifetime cards, Wainwright, Yachty, and Bowman. <laughs> uh, but no, so actually, I'm glad you're bringing that up. And this gets back to Matt Carpenter, right? We, we spend a lot of time focusing on Yadier Molina and, and Adam Wainwright. And that is something that is absolutely true. Mr. DeWitt has talked about it as the, uh, the legacy players. He views Wainwright... And Yadier Molina as legacy players. And they'll be around as long as they have signs of being effective. Like, honestly, we all know that Yadier's contract is up in 2020. But if you don't think he's playing till 2022, you're out of your damn mind. If you don't think there's a chance that Adam Wainwright's going to pitch in 2020, you're probably out of your damn mind, too. There's always a chance of that. But what we're getting at now is the next legacy player is Matt Carpenter. He makes an, a, reasonable amount of, a reasonable amount of money this year at 14-5. And next year, he has an option for 18-5, which is high. But don't think for one second that if Matt Carpenter is effective this year, that Mr. DeWitt, who values the legacy players, the full-time, full career with the Cardinal player, won't look to keep Matt Carpenter around as long as his career allows. Uh, hey, Matt Thompson. Hey, Matt, to you. Uh, real fast again. Check out Prospect Live. Earlier in the week, they did a great job ranking the top 30 Cardinals in the Cardinals, or, uh, the top 30 prospects in the Cardinals organization. Uh, uh, he and Lance, Brandowski, uh, the two of them, uh, mostly Lance, did the, the the rankings. And I hope, Matt, I hope you've been following along with my position rankings. They're a little bit different, uh, engineered a little bit different, but uh, to the Prospect Live people. I thought they made Matheny the team sous chef. Uh, after watching the playoffs, Yachty would be more effective without knees than most current catchers. Yeah, he's more effective with half a nutsack. Uh, I wouldn't th think that knees would go the same way. Uh, what happened to the Bregman jersey? Bregman jersey's hidden away until he's a cardinal. Uh, there's just something wrong with Carp wearing anything but the birds on the bat to me. Yeah, at this point, you couldn't picture it any other way. Let's talk about Barry Bonds, the greatest of all time. Look, uh, I know people do the whole steroid thing, but for my money, there wasn't a, a more, like, there wasn't a crazier thing to watch in all of my lifetime than Barry Bonds, uh, play baseball. And granted, he was terrible out in left field when he got big and bulky and steroid added. Uh, but it was fun to watch him hit. It was fun to watch people try to pitch to him. 
Uh, one ball Yachty is true. So that's the other thing is we're not 100% sure that Yachty only has one ball. Now we know for a fact that Yachty only, he, he tore a tendon. By the way, you have tendons in your nutsack. Think about that the next time you stretch. Uh, I, we know that the, he had a completely severed tendon. Uh, the ball thing, we still have yet to get clarified, but we know that he had a severed tendon. Uh, is Scott Rowland in the Cards Hall of Fame? Yes. Uh, for my good friend, Colin Garner, writes at Cardinals Conclave. I love Colin. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I can get together and we can do our uh, Prospect to be Named Later podcast. Uh, yeah, next year, Scott Rowland, absolutely. Uh, steroids doesn't make you a better hitter. Change my mind. You won't make, I'm not gonna try. Uh, Kyle looks like a non-Asian looking Kyle body. Is it Bodie or body? Will somebody clarify that for me? Have you turned your entire wardrobe powder blue? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I washed everything that I have in this, with this shirt right here. And everything's powder blue from here on out. Uh, solo dolo for Yachty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't Benji say he has both of them? So I don't know if Benji ever publicly commented on it other than to say that, uh, he tore his tendon. Who do you think gets into the MLB, uh, ball of fame? Uh, only one player to get into the ball of fame and that's Yachty. For those wondering, one half of Missouri has sh snow, the other half has rain. To St. Louis, the half that has rain, because you motherfuckers act crazy when it snows. Uh, when is Sotoguchi in the Cards Hall of Fame? That's a great, uh, Bode E. Bode E. Thank you very much. Uh, when do we get the apartment tour? Uh, you're gonna have to get me super drunk for that, and then I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna have to talk dirty to me in my bed and put me to sleep. And by put me to sleep, I mean make me orgasm violently. Uh, no, uh, I forgot what we were talking about. On to the next question. I love a Powder Blue 49 jersey. Yes, sir. Yeah, there we go, Mr. Hicks. I, we gotta get you, the powder blue, look, I think Jordan's gonna look fly as shit in the powder blue. Uh, do you think Voight comes back? Absolutely not, unfortunately. I love Luke Voight. Uh, shout out to Mo's algorithm. Uh, is blizzarding here in northern Illinois? Rest in peace. <laughs> oh, to the people who have to deal with, uh, with blizzard-like conditions. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sotoguchi hitting the bus. So, if this coming year we can get Sotoguchi, and uh, Scott Rowland elected to the Cardinals Hall of Fame. I'll be the happiest person alive. Uh, how long before Void is demoted next year? <laughs> I'll say come July. I'd rather have Yachty missing nut player ever than any other catcher is what I'm assuming you said. I didn't see it, but I would too. Fuck my life with the blizzard shit from Death March 69. Again, my heart goes out to anyone. Uh, to... to uh, To anyone who has to deal with it. Matt Stromer asked a great question. Best one-year wonder uh, from a Cardinal player. And the first name that comes to my mind is Jeremy Hazelbaker. I, I can't, like, I can't even move past him, right? You got Brian Barton, Brian Barton, uh, but it's Jeremy Hazelbaker. Uh, Sotoguchi and Eugene Koo will round out the Asian demographic in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. I'll say this. I want Eugene Koo in the Cardinals Hall of Fame before Sotoguchi. Uh, it's just cold in North Alabama, and it sucks. That does suck. Uh, a little Felix Jose reference. Holy shit to Brent Esquire, who's bringing it strong tonight. Craig Paquette. I hated Craig Paquette so much. Joe McEwing had more than one or two good years with the Cardinals, and he was actually a really important uh, part uh, for the Mets for a couple years. Bit player for the Mets. Uh, I hated Craig Paquette. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I just hated Craig Paquette. Uh, would you rather give it to Sotoguchi or take it from David Eckstein? Take it from David Eckstein or give it to Soto. Look, I'm all about giving it. I don't know how into taking it I am. Eli Marrero. Great answer. Eli Marrero. He had the thyroid cancer or some crazy shit like that, right? Uh, I remember him having to undergo surgery. So my brother Scott, 
Story time, family. Uh, my brother Scott was an usher, and he was an usher on the field uh, at the visitors' dugout and then the Cardinals' dugout, and this was at Old Bush Stadium. And he was also a clubhouse usher uh, before he ended up being a member of the grounds crew. Now, Eli Marrero, when Eli Marrero came up through the minor leagues, uh, made his major league debut, Eli Marrero and my brother Scott got along amazingly. Like, Eli was awesome with my brother Scott. He would give him autographs for me all the time. Uh, so, real fast, to Eli Marrero. And the other thing, my brother Scott was always close with Cliff Polite. So, to Eli Marrero and Cliff Polite. Oh, Eduardo Perez was a great one-year wonder. God damn, you guys are on it. Uh, to the days, they only send cards in that set. Uh, Cliff Polite went to my high school. What was that? Did he go to CBC or DeSmet? Which one was it? Uh, Viani? Viani? Fuck, I don't remember what high school he went to. You guys, I wish I had more hot chocolate with booze in it. I'm almost out. And then it's just booze. Uh, Kent Bottenfield had a solid year. Yeah, Kent Bottenfield. Kent ba <laughs> to Kent Bottenfield and Adam Kennedy. <laughs> to Jim Edmonds. Patrick B. says Viani. I knew it was one of those. Ty Wigington. What a terrible, terrible uh, thing. Sterling Hitchcock. All right. So here's what's going to happen is I'm just going to end up reading names of guys who had like one year uh, uh, of good performance. Someone said Edward Mujica. We had Mike Crudale. Kyle, what high school did you go to? I went to Bishop DeBerg High School, class of 2004. I used to have long hair. I, I was voted best hair at one point. And the fates have been cruel to me. Uh, the other thing about my high school experience is the first round of like superlatives we get for seniors was... Uh, I ended up winning best all around. I think that's just a way of saying he has a small dick and is ugly. Uh, but I know that I won that, and then the, the administration wasn't keen on that. The, the, we had a principal named Dr. Payne, believe it or not. She hated me. She hated I had long hair, uh, long blonde hair. Well, I'm not going to show you the picture. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we're just we're still naming people. Mitchell Boggs. Mitchell Boggs is uh, best avocado head. Thank you, Maggie. Yeah. Yeah, most... I was voted most likely to have a produce-shaped head in high school. Oh, my barely man. Hey, Hex, what's up? Here, hold on, real fast. This is what Kyle looked like in high school. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, that was after senior year. Boom. But it was longer than that, and they hated me for it. And uh, also, I could pretty well get anything done that I wanted because I'm fucking charming as shit. I uh, shout out to principals from Coach Housley. To principals. Tyler, Tyler Johnson, uh, uh, who's the, uh, uh, McKinney, uh, uh, Josh Kinney. Josh Kinney is one of my favorite, like, all-time one-hit wonders for the Cardinals. Uh, Cali Boy Flo, that's right. Uh, I'm scared you're gonna touch me. I'll touch you, bro. Are you 18? Ugh, God, I'm so sorry. Nice lettuce. The lettuce is for you, Eric Thomas. Better skin, Eli Marrero or Andy Edward James, almost. <laughs> uh, better skin goes to Eli Marrero, but barely. Uh, that's some Bader-esque locks. What happened? Uh, what happened is just genetics. <laughs> Look, that when you have bad genetics, uh, what ends up happening is your hair moves from the top of your head to this general area. It's trying to get away from you because even your own hair can't stand you. Uh, let me see it again from MLB Trades. Alright, last time. Last time, family. That's, that's young Kyle. Look at that guy. Look at him. <laughs> he didn't get laid. Oh, that poor son of a bitch. Oh, God, what a loser. Still a loser, though. Uh, Dwight Howard loves that picture. <laughs> uh, uh, fuck me. I spent five hours at an Air Force today and never got off the tarmac. Oh, hex. Oh, no, that's a nightmare, my friend. Hex, tell me about it. What airport were you at? Oh, I never got off the tarmac. Oh, it makes me hurt on the inside. 
Ah, is that, is that a perm? No, it's not a perm, it's just an asshole. You look like you surfed and smoked weed at the same time, which is funny because I've never done either in my life. Uh, Kyle is amazing tonight from Brian Love. Hello, Brian. Uh, who is the chicken that pick with you? Uh, a girl that I really fucked things up with. Uh, two nice lettuce hand and 94 mile an hour fastball. <laughs> uh, I'm a loser. Uh, who is the chicken to pick? Blah, blah, blah. Guys, I found out today that both my dads are gay. <laughs> Starting to get fun in here. Uh, MC, uh, what is MCI? I don't know what that is. Uh, flights got canceled, uh, so missing two full days of class. Oh, man. To our, our friend Hex, uh, hopefully you get home, hopefully you get to class, and uh, if you can, just get a bunch of those little airplane booze and get after it a little bit. Noah Syndergaard wonder me. So, technically, I'm like 73 years older than Noah Syndergaard, so he wanted to be me long before I wanted to be him. There was a time when people used to call me Thor, uh, but that was mostly because I just hit shit. Uh, the Young Kyle episode. Yeah, this... Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna let this drain for a while. Uh, Kansas City, oh, yeah, no, that's right, oh, my God, so, Hex, I, I guess that means you're from the KC area, and now you're headed back to school, uh, to all the people who have to deal with this snow nonsense in the middle part, the middle part of America, my heart goes out to you, uh, again, tonight we're drinking, <laughs> uh, Devil's Cut by Jim Beam, would you trade for Noah Syndergaard, yeah, yeah, but, uh, okay, so, in our little group chat, that lovely and talented Todd Thiessen mentioned that, uh, the Brewers have been in, the rumor is the Brewers have been in contact, uh, for, for Noah Syndergaard. And I'll be honest, I don't know if the Cardinals have a package that would match what uh, uh, the Brewers would throw. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely do it. Especially if I did... Oh, uh, so did you have a three-day weekend? I had a four-day weekend. I was off on Thanksgiving, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, Saturday and Sunday. I'm off tomorrow, but uh, we actually had a death in the family. So I, I've been dealing... Well, I haven't been dealing with that. It was an uncle, uh, but I'm not really close with my 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 auxiliary family. Uh, so tomorrow's a funeral. And anyway, so it's been a little bit more than just kind of like your standard uh, weekend. And again, before anybody gets into that, uh, let's talk baseball. Let's talk baseball. I don't want to talk about anything other than baseball and my hair and my weird head and how small my dick is. Brewers would have to move uh, Hyura and Ray and what else? That seems unlikely. Now, I agree with you, Matt Thompson, and that is the exact trade. Uh, and again, I didn't see it. It was They posted the rumor uh, right as I went live here with Pat, but Ray and uh, Hyura... Uh, this, the amazing Keston, the amazing second baseman. Uh, those were two guys as part of the package. Uh, so get trashed tonight. Yeah, you know, I think that's what's going to happen, Mr. Hicks. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, okay, so would you trade Syndergaard for at least Reyes? Again, we need a... Oh, I don't know, fuck you. So the, the Reyes-Syndergaard thing, right, it goes back to something we talked about earlier in the night. We need to be realistic about the trade value of Alex Reyes. Now, in my opinion, I don't believe that Alex Reyes has much in the way of trade value because of what surgery he just underwent. Jake Peavy is the only pitcher to ever come back from that, and Jake Peavy was not the Jake Peavy uh, that went through it prior to it. Uh, so I just think we need to be a little bit more realistic about uh, what his trade value is. And sure, if you could include Alex Reyes in that deal, I would think about it for sure. Uh, best temper, temperature for concert, uh, concrete to set. So here's the thing about, con uh, why are we going to talk about concrete? Here's the thing about concrete. Uh, you don't want it to be cold, uh, and you don't want it to be super warm. The, the warmer, the better, because it'll cure quicker. Uh, but if you're, like for me, what we do is we, we, we put an accelerator in it and we put calcium in it. That way the water dries out quick and it's drying quicker as is. Uh, but like temperature, the hotter, the better for, for setting. 
Uh, but you don't want to get too hot because then it bakes and it sets wrong. Is anyone off limits for trade talks? Not for me. Absolutely not. I, I mean, look, it'd take a lot to pry Nolan Gorman off of me. Uh, I'd probably be a little hesitant with, uh, with, uh, Alaris Montero. Uh, but other than, and of course the Cardinals aren't going to trade Yachty, but other than that, I would imagine it'd be hard. Uh, man, I remember now how hyped we were for Reyes. Oh, that was so heartbreaking. Remember how good he was for his little minor league rehab? Uh, is that how you hide the bodies? No, no, no. I feed the bodies to pigs and dissolve them in acid. Uh, there should never be an untouchable player. Yeah. Yeah, there should never be an untouchable player. But then, then you talk about players like Yadi or Molina. And really, should Yadi be untouchable? I, look, if I'm running an organization, the answer is Yadi's absolutely untouchable. Ace finished 2019 with 100 wins, and I won't be convinced otherwise. So you're talking about a team that has a lot of money to spend. Uh, and a very good roster that is going to get healthier. 100 wins would be awesome. I'm rooting for the ace. How could you not? Uh, who is the best manager in terms of getting ejected from games? Bobby Cox is the first name that comes to my mind. Would you give up Gorman uh, if it landed Goldie? Absolutely not. No, no. Six years of control of Nolan Gorman for one year? Uh no ways. Now, Matt Thompson asked, Tyler O'Neill gets traded for who? You guys know where I stand on this. I've been saying it on Prospects After Dark. Uh, as I drink to my, my uh, the incredible Maggie Ladley, uh, I think that Tyler O'Neill ends up getting traded. I'm definitely on board with you there, Matt Thompson. Who it ends up being traded for, like, I don't see the Cardinals doing that as like a one-move trade. And I think that they would have to add an outfielder before that happens, uh, especially with the uncertainty of Dexter Fowler and what it might look like, it, you know, and I don't think that the outfielder, the outfielder that they would add is Michael Brantley. Uh, if they do, I still think Tyler O'Neill sticks around. But if Tyler O'Neill gets traded, it won't be for a left-handed reliever. You're looking for whoever ends up being the answer at third base because that meant that right field is, an, is the right field question has been answered, or he'd be included in a deal for Gene Segura or Edwin Diaz, which might sound crazy, but I would think absolutely that uh, Mr. Depoto would take him back. I want Jed Lowry. How bad was he at third? I can't answer that question. I know that a lot of people, as Maggie says, she protests. I know a lot of people like Jed Lowry. Uh, I like Jed Lowry, too, just for the right price. Everything for me is about the right price. And, Matt, I know that I didn't really do a very good job. Uh, oh, crying STL fan four says it's their birthday. To your birthday. There we go. Hey, Quinn's here. What's up, Quinn? Jody Umo, too. That drink was to you. Uh, did you talk about the 40 man yet from Colin Gardner? Colin, we talked about it a little bit, but as you can imagine, this shit show kind of went off the rails really quick, and uh, we kind of talked about everything without talking about anything. That's really what Prospects After Dark is. Uh, Eduardo Escobar would have been a nice little sign. Yeah, hey, to the Arizona Diamondbacks doing whatever the hell the Arizona Diamondbacks are doing. I will write a strongly worded letter. Uh, Maggie Ladley is now uh, Dolores, whatever the hell her name is, who wrote it into the Post-Dispatch. Did you go to St. Gabe's? I did not. Uh, I'm, I'm, we are not gonna get into high, grade schools. Holy shit. I watched Tyler Osen's Jack Sob Jen. Uh, missing out on Tyler would be a mistake. I agree with you. I agree. But there's two things about the Cardinals' current coaching staff that need to go into, like, into your consciousness when thinking about what would happen with Tyler O'Neill. We saw down the stretch that the, the, the current manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Michael Schilt, went with Jose Martinez in right field over Tyler O'Neill, And the reason is because Jose makes more contact. And then you're bringing in a hitting coach in Jeff Albert who emphasizes contact. 
uh, and, and lowering the strikeout number. That's not the type of player Tyler O'Neill is, so all of the writing is on the wall for Tyler to get moved. Uh, for I know I know you're talking about the Jackson Generals, old number seven. Uh, I'm just screwing around with you. I'm sorry. Uh, trust me, I know. And that was when he was at his best, right? He won a minor league triple crown. He was a Southern League MVP there. Look, I love Tyler O'Neill. I want Tyler O'Neill. if the Cardinals don't get Bryce Harper, which probably won't happen, uh, I want Tyler O'Neill to be the everyday starting right fielder. And I'm unwavering on that. Uh, but it's, you know, I'm just saying when you look at what this team is constructed or how this team is constructed with what this coaching staff likes, it makes Tyler O'Neill expendable. And I agree with you. I, here's the thing about trading for Tyler O'Neill, right? Next year, you might say, oh, that was a good trade, no matter what they trade him for. But I think more than likely, uh, you'd be talking about in two years when he's hitting 40 home runs being like, man, they really could use Tyler O'Neill. Shout out to the Southern League. That's right. Shout out to Jack Flaherty's sister, uh, girlfriend's sister. Uh, Carp was dominant for the middle stretch, uh, but I'm concerned about his prolonged slumps. Yeah, so what was it? I, again, I've been meaning to do this. It was like the first 32 games and the last 32 games were like equally bad. And then like the middle 100 were good. And again, it was like middle 50 or something like that. Uh, do you make matching with the Prince Albert piercing? I'm going to tell you right now. If, if Tyler O'Neill, with that beautiful big dick piercing he has, if he ends up putting like two powder blue caps on that, uh, for road Saturdays, then, uh, I don't know why the Cardinals wouldn't market it. How long before Void is demoted next year from Calvin Gardner? We talked about that. I put it on July. I think that was 15 minutes ago and I think I answered it. His first slump wasn't a slump, just unlucky from Patrick B. Yeah, that's what the stats pan out to be. But he was bad in the second half, and from what I understand, that's not, had nothing to do with luck. Shout out to Flaherty's girlfriend's parents. For making hot daughters. Yeah, no kidding. To the, uh, they're like the Bergmans or something like that. To the Bergman family for just procreating like the Dickens. Holy cow, Matt Thompson bringing the knowledge. Matt, Matt makes a really good point here. There might be something to carp in cold weather knocking his baseballs down. Or not allowing them to travel how they otherwise might. That's really interesting. It makes me want to go and it makes me want to go and see what it, what that looks like. It seemed like that first, the first month and a half when he was struggling, he was just hitting the ball hard everywhere. It just right at someone. Uh, but it definitely seemed to Matt's point that at the end of the year, the fly balls he was hitting were just dying at the wall. Uh, what you think of Elia signing with the O's? Oh man, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Uh, the second slump may have had something to do with getting hit in the hand. That's a good point, Quinn. Uh, I forgot all about, God, I forgot all about that even happening. Uh, uh, better late than never tonight from Eller Market. Hey, Steve, how are you, my friend? Welcome to the little production of whatever the hell this is. Whatever the hell it is. Uh, you thought Pools broke our hearts when he left. Just wait until Carpenter signs with Chicago. Uh, Mike Elias GM. Sorry, I'm thinking of Ronus Elias. And he's, he's still owned by the Mariners. So, to you. Uh, yeah, no, I like it. Look, it's a good move. And it seems like they're also filling out their coaching staff with analytically driven people. Uh, sorry. And I was going to, as I roll into Sig Maydahl, as Matt Thompson puts it. Yeah, again, sorry. Look, you guys have to be, you have to be more specific with me. I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah, so, look, it's not just Sig Maydahl. Like, throughout their minor league staff, too, and their, their uh, supporting staff, they're starting to fill it out with analytically driven people. I think it's a step in the right direction for the O's. 
Uh, but we'll see where it goes. Speaking of the O's, like you talk about a player that the Cardinals might do well to draft in the Rule 5 draft. Look up Luis Gonzalez. He's a potential loogie who also gets righties out of the bullpen. Uh, could be an interesting ad- addition if the Cardinals can make a 40-man roster spot for him. Oh, God, I'm such an asshole, you guys. Sorry about that. Uh, 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 oh, we got Hex. Uh, good reason to pick up his option. Over under four minutes of ovation when Pools bats. Man, I'll say under, but honestly, by like maybe 30 seconds. Uh, ran out of booze. Go get some booze. I'll be on when you come back. Uh, let's get Givens. Um, I love my buddy John Givens. If that's who we're talking about, but we're talking about Michael Givens. I like uh, Michael Givens quite a bit. Mark Reynolds could put a charge in a damn ball. Yeah, let's talk about Mark Reynolds some more. Uh, was that the one he should have struck out, but ump called foul tip? I don't know what we're talking about there. The only thing I hear about with foul tip is the breaking of, uh, ooh, odds Jed Jerko is a starting third baseman next year. I'll say 50% right now. Uh, right now, 50%. I'm traveling from Cincy for the Pujol series. Look, St. Louis is going to be a happening place when the Angels come to town. Question is, will Albert Pujols be healthy? Uh, can you imagine if Pujols isn't healthy? Can you imagine what kind of a shit show that'll be? How pissed off people will be? Oh, man. Uh, does Miles Michaelis look like Joel Olstein? Oh, my God. Oh, from AC Howell 2014. Oh, my God. He looks like Joel Olstein. <laughs> I never picked up on that. That's such a good point. Uh, can't buy booze after 8 on Sunday in Indiana? Time for fucking Indiana to secede from the Union. Uh, Pujols should just not play until the STL series in order to stay healthy. I agree. I wonder how long I'll be here this time. Uh, I keep getting interrupted. Uh, Victoria, stay. Stay, Victoria. Better prospect, Gorman or Montero? If we're talking about prospects in the term of traditional prospects, it's Nolan Gorman, hands down. Uh, First-round draft pick, he's got the pedigree. Uh, uh, Big power, 18 years old, somewhat held his own. Uh, after an advanced promotion, it's Gorman. But if we're talking about, like, who has the better chance, probably still Gorman, honestly. Uh, but I like Larry's Montero, and I don't want to dog him. Uh, Cubs, pickups, what you think? I think that the Cubs should die a slow death. Maybe of arsenic. Maybe of some other poison. I don't know poisons. It's not my thing. Uh, let's see. Great cards memory of all time. Uh, masturbating in an outfield bathroom? No, my favorite Cardinals memory of all time is... Look, okay, so honestly, for those of you who don't know, I grew up in the left field bleachers at Old Bush Stadium. The first memory that comes to my mind, and it would have been, I don't remember what year it was, but there was one year at Old Bush when the Cardinals clinched the playoffs playing against the Houston Astros. And at the time, in the Astros bullpen was Octavio Dotel. And one of the women who, uh, who, who had season tickets... In the left field bleachers, she went by the nickname Tidbit. I don't know what the fuck her real name was. I went to Boston and New York with Tidbit and a group of season ticket holders. They were incredible. Anyways, uh, Cardinals clinched that night, and Octavio Dotel and a couple of the other people from the Astros bullpen uh, stayed and smoked cigars and hung out to celebrate the Cardinals winning, uh, clinching the division. It was the coolest moment of my life. That's my favorite Cardinals moment as a fan in the stands. Uh, and that that's even, like, personal moment coming from someone who was in the stands for Game 6 of the 2011 World Series. Cardinals have already died the slow death. Yeah, and they're even worse because they're trying to convince their fans that they're not dying a slow death. 
my favorite OT's last home run in the NLCS for San Francisco from Hex. That's a great moment. Look, the the couple really standout moments that Oscar Tavares had before he died uh, in that gruesome car crash uh, were really magical moments. What would Oscar Tavares' slash line have been in 2018? Uh, whatever Colby Rasmus's slash line was in 2011. What do you, what do the Cubs do with their starting rotation after this year's disaster? That's a great question, Maggie. And, uh, my answer to that is nothing, right? They're gonna have trouble moving and doing anything with it. Uh, unless they're willing to eat, uh, nearly all of another contract, which I don't think they're gonna do, I think more than likely they're gonna just hope that, uh, uh, everyone performs how they hoped entering this year, right? They, they have a lot of money tied up in Cole Hamels and Quintana and uh, 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 the pitcher from the Rockies whose name I can't remember right now because I'm drunk. Ah, uh, this is all your fault. It's all your fault, booze and parents. Uh, why do we keep talking about the Cubs? Probably because there's a Cubs fan in here. Um, I want to say Kyle Freeland. It's not Kyle Freeland because I'm a fucking dickhead. Uh, that was the Cardinals season, second most recent playoff game. Rosters as is, uh, Ch uh yeah, Chatwood, Tyler Chatwood. Yeah, I, I would imagine they went Chatwood, they, they were gonna bank on Chatwood, uh, reaching his potential. Uh, I'm such an asshole, you guys, I'm sorry. Hold on, let me get some water. Let me get some water and clear my head. Uh, water, Mark, yeah. Oh god, I'm so stupid. Alright, I'm gonna take a second to reset, we're gonna start all over. Uh, I'm all out of booze now, too, and I'm starting to freak out. This might be the two-minute warning, guys. Tyler Walkwood. Yeah, way more, way more accurate than Tyler Chatwood. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tyler Chatwood walks everyone. Uh, I'm not going to say shit, Wood. That's not fair. Look, the guy had showed potential in 2017, especially away from cores. Uh, you know, look, I'm not, if I'm a Cubs fan, I'm not completely selling him out yet. His stuff can be really good, and maybe it's just one year away, gives a chance to reset, and anything could happen at that point. Uh, why on earth did Chicago pick up Hamels? Uh, he's not good because uh, they're dumb. Uh, remember how miserable it was to watch Jake Westbrook and J Jake Westbrook and Jason Marquis? It was miserable. Amazing that we won so many games with those two. You know the so it's funny, right? I, my favorite thing about like Jake Westbrook and Jason Marquis, right? And this goes back to maybe manager effectiveness is. Uh, there were games when Tony La Russa would go out and grab Jake Westbrook after the first inning, right? He would see Jake Westbrook was struggling and pull him. Same thing with Jason Marquis. He wouldn't try to milk as many innings from them as possible. He'd just go get them and uh, deal with it later. Same thing with Jeff Supon. He Supon wouldn't have it today. He would know it. He would know it the first time through the lineup, and he'd pull those assholes and go to the bullpen and figure it out later. Uh, now, the question becomes, can a manager, is that like a chicken and the egg comment, right? Or, uh, 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 conversation. Can Tony LaRussa get away with that because he's Tony LaRussa? Or is it something that, like, you can only get away with if you're a tenured manager? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to it. But I would think that that's how you gain respect and become a long tenured manager. Uh, Anthony Reyes, 2-14 and 14 campaign in 2017, never forget. Uh, what about Kelly management wasted his value over under games played and contribution in 2019? Well, how about this? Uh, for Carson Kelly, right, he's either going to play 50-plus uh, games in another organization or 35-plus games as a member of the Cardinals. So you make that over under 40, and I'll say over because I think he gets traded. What is a realistic uh, trade for Anthony Rendon? Nothing right now. Because what happens is if uh, uh, that, that lovely and talented Bryce Harper doesn't sign with the Nationals, they're going to sign Rondon 
uh, Anthony Rendon, uh, or Rendon rather, they're going to sign him because he's kind of a face of the franchise player, and that's still a really good team that just needs to be supplemented. Uh, didn't Westbrook hit a Grand Slam? I think so. I miss Fernando Vina. <laughs> Doesn't everyone? Should the Nats just trade everyone once Harper is gone? No. No, that's, that lineup, that lineup is still too good, right? They're not going to trade Trey Turner. They're not going to trade Rondon. They're, they're Rondon. They're just going to re, they're going to sign him. Maybe you trade Zimmerman if he has any trade value at all. I would argue that his trade value is small. Uh, but that team could still be very good. And it's the same conversation, right? It's the same conversation that you would have about the Cardinals. After Pujols. Now, the difference between the Cardinals and the Nationals is that the Cardinals, first off, Pujols is older, but the Cardinals have just come off a World Series, right? You don't. What you do is you look at the advantage of not spending $350 million on a player, you address your real issues, and you move on accordingly. Uh, yeah, that's right. How many other teams have Strasburg and uh, Max Scherzer to start a rotation with? There's, they're not bad, guys. Uh, what is a realistic option for a Yachty protege? Tomorrow, look at Maggie setting us up. Maggie, you're my hero. Uh, fuck off with the possum shit, though. Uh, no, uh, so as we get into it, at Birds on the Black tomorrow, I'll be, I will be releasing my top five catchers in the Cardinals organization. You're going to want to read about them. Uh, so here's the deal. Like, number one is Andrew Kisner on the list. Will he be a catcher in the long term? Probably not, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Dennis Ortega and Julio Rodriguez. I'm not going to tell you where they're on the list. Uh, but Julio Rodriguez is a very good defensive catcher. Dennis Ortega is a very good defensive catcher. Probably doesn't profile much either of them as like offensive potential at the major league level, but they're both 21 and trending in the right direction. They have Ivan Herrera. Learn about Ivan Herrera. Jeremy Martinez. Uh, there's a very, very interesting play. The Cardinals have, look, if Kisner and Kelly don't pan out as the protege for Yachty, then there are still players whose timeline lines up better with Yachty's uh, uh, removal from the organization in 2045 when he finally decides to retire, uh, that, that sync up better. And whether that be Ivan Herrera or Ortega or Rodriguez, time will tell. Uh, but, you know, there are other options. Again, right now, I don't think it's Andrew Kisner. Right now, I don't think it's Carson Kelly. But only time will tell. You know, you just never know. Yachty's getting older and he's durable as shit. Uh, but we'll see how long it lasts. Yachty didn't have much offensive potential to start with either. That's a very good point, right? And Yachty, and it goes to show you, and it's something that we talked about when we were celebrating Yachty Week at Birds on the Black. It's something, it goes to show you just how impressive of a, and how Hall of Fame worthy Yachty or Molina is to go from like no offensive potential at all to being an offensive threat in some capacity or the other over the last 10 years. Uh, because, you know, those first couple of years he really wasn't, those first four or five years he really wasn't. Uh, it goes to show you how, how much of a hard worker he is. Blue Jays are, sh uh, blue jerseys are shiny objects. No, they're not. Uh, Yaddy will probably play until he's 45. I'm willing to go all in on that from Joey Bats 92. Tell me about Mendoza after he played shorts. Tell me about Evan Mendoza a little bit after he played shortstop. Could he potentially be a utility player? Uh, what I will tell you, and the easiest thing to do with Evan Mendoza at shortstop is to compare him to Paul DeYoung. Two years prior, when Paul DeYoung started playing shortstop for Springfield uh, uh, in August of 2016. And what I'll say is it didn't look as good as DeYoung. It didn't look as fluid. It didn't look as confident. Uh, I don't view Evan Mendoza as a potential utility player. But I will say that people are sleeping on Evan Mendoza's potential because he struggled to hit for anything at Springfield. That was a 21-year-old. He started the year as tw at 21. Who... 
ended up finding his stride in the Florida State League, which is a pitcher's league. And when he found his stride, he started hitting for slug. And sure, he got an advanced promotion to Springfield that he wasn't ready for from a hitting perspective, but he's still aged 22. He'll be 22 for the majority of the 2019 season. And he's a pure third baseman. His arm is average above average, but he has immense range, and he's a baller. He'll go after anything. Uh, the bat needs to progress. The slug needs to progress. But what we're talking about is a player who went from being a, a pitcher, pitching exclusively at NC State, to willing himself to be the everyday starting third baseman at NC State his sophomore year. There are people giving up on Evan Mendoza, and it doesn't make sense to me. Sure, his stats at Springfield were less than flattering, and every time he would get his legs underneath him, the, the double-A pitching would adjust to him uh, and end up making him look bad. But what he does is he shortens his swing with two strikes, and he doesn't strike out too much, and he takes a decent amount of walks. This is a hitter who's getting overlooked uh, because of Nolan Gorman and Larry's Montero, and um, to be to be quite frank, like it's, I think people are going to learn. And if there's one thing that uh, uh, Tommy Edmond taught us: if you're a smart, dedicated hitter, the following year after being promoted at an advanced level, you can end up making those gains back. Because come the end, because at the end, let me start over. By the end of the 2018 season. Tommy Edmond had finally, and it all clicked for Tommy Edmond. He was taking great at-bats. He was walking. He was making solid contact. I think we're going to see that out of Evan Mendoza in 2019. Uh, you're going to spring training this year. I'm going to try Patrick B, but I've got this family thing. You know, my dad. And uh, if we can make it happen, we're going to make it happen. Ronnie Belliard for the next infield coach calling it. That'd be awesome. I wonder what Ronnie Belliard's doing. He and uh, Khalil Green are pot farming somewhere. Paul DeYoung is going to go off this season. I'm glad you're bringing that up because I think Paul DeYoung is too, and I know that that's from the Paul DeYoung account. I believe it's Maddie. Um, to you, Maddie, if it is, one way or the other. Uh, I think, here's the thing, right? If the last two years have proven anything about Paul DeYoung, it's when he, when his season starts at the major league level, and at first that was, uh, uh, in the middle of July, and last year was at the beginning of the year, it takes him a while to get his, his feet underneath him at short. Uh, but when he gets going, he's great. He's legitimately good. He's a good hitter. Uh, he's a good fielder. But remember, last year, his season was in... Last year... Remember, last year, his season was hurt because of taking that ball to the hand. And, and then when he came back, it took him a second to get his, his legs underneath him, and he was ebbed and flowed throughout the year. I really want big things out of Paul DeYoung. I love Paul DeYoung. Uh, Paul, uh, the Cardinals will have a press conference when they sign in Keel, LOL, from Matt Thompson. Yeah, I mean, we joke around about it, but they will. Oh, my God, a Khalil Green reference. Yeah, look, I'll talk about Khalil Green all day. You talk about a one-hit wonder, Khalil Green would have loved to have been a one-season wonder for the Cardinals. Uh, I know you know this, but Lane Thomas is great. Watching the guy in person is pretty insane when he's on. But remember, as good as his numbers are, it only tells half of the story because there is a confidence issue that arises that pretty well stunts his growth. He needs to get over that, and it needs to happen this season. Paul DeYoung was getting hot before he got hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're here. We are talking about Jeremy Hazelbaker again. To Jeremy Hazelbaker, you guys. I don't think there's much hot chocolate left in there. Uh, uh, let's see. Do you think Bader can be a good hitter? Look, uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think that Jeff Albert coming in as the new hitting coach of the St. Louis Cardinals is going to be very important for Harrison Bader. I think that that's the right direction to go in. There were times, especially in the Pittsburgh series in August where I thought, all right, Harrison's turning the corner. He's starting to learn how to hit. 
Uh, let, let me put it this way with Harrison Bader as I, as I jockey. What I'm trying to say is Harrison Bader, this is, we'll find out, and we'll find out quick. Can he be, uh, as a guy who watches a hundred minor league games, uh, I don't think he can be. I think you're, like, what he did last year is uh, ideal, maybe with a little bit more power. Uh, but I, like, I think it's unrealistic to expect a 330 on base percentage from him. That's not who Harrison Bader ever was or ever will be. Uh, maybe 280, 320 kind of guy. That could happen because of his speed and field singles, beating out hits, moving around, stuff like that. But, uh, like, it depends on what you mean. Like, in my mind, look, I'll be, I'll be completely blunt with you. I think Harrison Bader has a chance to be a really good starting outfielder for a couple years. Uh, and then I think you're talking about a fourth outfielder who plays fourth outfield for five to ten years, honestly. Uh, I, look, I, to me, Harrison Bader is a 260-320 guy with interesting slug. Uh, the question is, how will Jeff Albert change his game? And I think that that's, uh, that's up for debate. And I think if he fully embraces the ideas that Jeff Albert is selling to him, you're talking about a guy who can hit 280, who can get on base 330, 340. Uh, and, and slug an interesting amount. Is Bader joining the Cardinals uh, powerlifting team from Maggie Ladley? Yeah, holy cow, he's really getting after it, he, he, isn't he? Uh, he it looks like he's doing the Tyler O'Neill. Was John Gant legit? No, John Gant's not legit, but that doesn't mean he's a bad player either. Uh, he's not great. He is a fifth starter swingman type. And what I will say about John Gant that kind of gets lost is how his curveball has developed. Remember, he was fastball changeup for a really long time, but his curveball really developed in the offseason last year, and that manifested at AAA, and it showed at the major league level at times. Uh, getting that little quirky-ass leg kick that he did uh, and, and smoothing out his mechanics was really big for him as well. Uh, let's see. Will Helsley go to AAA even if he has a good spring and show he's healthy from forever cards? Look, it depends on how they address the bullpen this offseason. I would think that Ryan Helsley has a chance to break the the break with the big club if he's if he has a Jordan Hicks like uh, impression. Uh, remember, coming off of shoulder fatigue, shoulder fatigue, not elbow fatigue, changes the timeline for him. Uh, it changed how they handled Junior Fernandez last year. It'll change the timeline for Helsley. Uh, let's see. Why was Jonathan Machado a top thirty international guy? He's always been a slap hitter. It's not only that about Jonathan Machado, right? Not only that he's a slap hitter, it's that he has a terrible arm for a center fielder. Uh, he covers a bunch of range and he's always been fast. The reason is because the Cardinals, like the Cardinals signed him at 17, I think, but when he was 14, he busted on the scene because he was hitting. Uh, and he looked like he was going to have a hit tool. And you could see a body that would project with a little bit of power. And then two years later, when the Cardinals finally signed him, all of that shit was gone. But the Cardinals, and this is the one thing you need to know about the international market, and some of this has changed because of the sanctions put on the Braves and the firing of the Braves' former general manager. Uh, these guys agree to these contracts years in advance. That's why, like, when you go to Baseball America, in two years, you know, that they can announce the signings right away. These guys agree to these deals in advance. Uh, that's starting to change. We're starting to see a tra like a change there. Uh, per personally... I would love to know the, the, the full details of the Cardinal signing Malcolm Nunez, uh, but I'm not going to ask because I'm scared. Uh, I have a Steve Klein signed hat. I got a Home Depot when I was nine, LOL. To Steve Klein. Uh, you're the first person I've heard say that Bader isn't going to be this massive star everyone wants. I'm not trying to like, I'm, look, I'm not trying to hate on Harrison Bader. I'm just saying be realistic about this. The one thing you can count on with Harrison Bader is that he's going to maximize all of his skills. He takes the craft 
Seriously, what you need to know about Harrison Bader is he was always going to be a fourth outfielder, and now he's a starting center fielder. And the reason he's a starting center fielder is he invested time and, and, and mind into being as good of a player as he can be. Now, the question is, how much better can he be than he is right now? I don't know. You know, I, he needs to stay healthy. He needs to uh, engineer a workout program that fits his skill set. And that's why I worry about the powerlifting he's doing. Uh, that doesn't really seem to fit his physique and the type of player he's always been. Uh, I, I just... And I'm not trying to hate on Harrison Bader. I don't want it to come that way. But I, I think that we all need to be realistic that like the excitement around Harrison Bader might skew us about what type of player he is. And the one thing you can't take away from Harrison Bader is the hard work he puts in and the hustle he puts in. And maybe that's more important than actual real talent. But know that Harrison Bader, like it's good to know that the Cardinals have a center fielder now who will do everything he can to be as good as he's capable of being. Uh, and not have to worry about getting down on himself the way that Tommy Pham did. Any pad gear coming for Christmas? You'll have to ask Cardinal Gifts. Uh, I would love that, uh, but uh, Cardinal Gifts is the man when it all comes to that stuff. Will Bader ever be above league average WRC-wise again? Yeah, yeah, so league average is 100 for WRC+, plus, right? I think you're talking about a guy who's a perennial 105-110, uh, and a lot of that will be built on the back of him beating out singles uh, on the infield. Uh, but remember, what, look, I don't, I don't know what Aledmi's Diaz, his WRC it was. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. Aledmi's Diaz Fangraphs. Uh, uh, I, but I would imagine that it's something similar to that, right? Uh, so what are you talking about? Like Aledmi's Diaz had a 102. He's right. That's that's the kind of player offensively that I think Harrison Bader is. So what are you talking about here? 2018, a 263, 303, 435 slug. Like that's a good year, and especially if he's playing really great defense in center field, you can get away with that if you have Bryce Harper anchoring your lineup. Uh, I miss Diaz. He was a pretty fun kid. And uh, salute to the Astros for bringing Diaz aboard. I hope that he has a success on a lot of other teams that a lot of other people have had with the Astros. If I'm shilled, he's my leadoff. Uh, GC Reyes taking a step this year. I say sell while we can from Heimer D. So Heimer D, we talked about that quite a bit earlier, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of fill you in. 15 homers and 35 doubles, triples would be nice. So we're talking about 50 extra base hits for Bader. I'm going to say 40, 40 extra base hits for Bader. Uh, so here's the thing about Alex Reyes, right? Uh, the issue with uh, 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 with uh, uh, with uh, Alex Reyes is he's coming off of an, a surgery that a lot of other players have never come back from. The only pitcher to ever come back somewhat successfully from is Jake Peavy, and he wasn't the same pitcher that he was after the surgery as he was before. Uh, the only reason I bring that up is I think, and coming off of Tommy John before this surgery, I think that the value that we talk about selling him with the value that he has is I think we're past that point. I think right now the Cardinals' best option is to hope that he excels in a bullpen role, even though they will try to use him as a starter if the opportunity allows. But uh, yeah, some teams willing to go gaga over him, I'd move him for sure. I guess I meant if Bader figures it out. Yeah, so here's the thing, like, I don't know how to respond to the Bader figuring it out thing, right? It's the same thing. Like, I don't know how to respond to when people say, what does Tyler O'Neill look like if Tyler O'Neill figures it out? Uh, I think you're just talking about at-bats with Tyler O'Neill, where I think Harrison Bader has had those at-bats. Uh, you know, let, let me take a couple steps back, right? The last time the Cardinals made the playoffs was 2015. And the Cardinals called on Steven Piscotty a little bit more than halfway throughout the year, or through the season, to supplement their outfield. And Steven Piscotty had a great 
half at the major leagues, uh, in the major leagues that year. And he also had a great playoff. He was the only Cardinal really that like excelled against the Cubs in that first round. But what happened with Stephen Piscotty, right? He went from changing his beautiful swing and his beautiful mechanics to trying to change into a more athletic power-hitting outfielder that offseason. And then the following offseason, when it didn't manifest, he tried changing again and again and again, and then he had family issues. Uh, my issue now with Harrison Bader, as he tries to put on weight and lift like Tyler O'Neill, is, dude, just refine your own skills. Find the workout that makes you the best you. Don't try to be another player. Like, that that hurts Stephen Piscotty. Learn from that. Be the best you that you can be. You know, it wasn't until Ozzie Smith, if we're talking about defensive first fielders, it wasn't until he became and embraced the hitter he was that he started excelling and being an offensive, like, additive. And that's only, and I say that as someone who only knows Ozzie Smith uh, as, like, Ozzie Smith's career as on that time frame. Uh, when cards say the pipeline is the way you can continuously compete, then how can I have Cabrera in pen? That's a great point from our boy Alex Duns. To you, Alex, I raise my glass. Would the Cardinals seriously consider Genesis as their lefty upgrade from Ethan Hetty? I believe, just like, you know, so uh, the quotes from uh, Gersh were... Uh, preferred beard oil treatment from Todd Thies and nothing, baby. I just use that, uh, I use my man liquids. My man sweat on my beard. Uh, how many players in baseball would you offer, uh, any cards players for? Trout bets. Uh, from Edward, Edwin Pavisic. Pavisic, sorry for butchering your name, I'm such a dick. Uh, well, one of them's a free agent, Bryce Harper. Uh, Harper, bets, probably, uh, Two years ago's version of Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, Mike Trout. Uh, without thinking about it, those are the names. For me, Alex Bregman, because I'm a huge Alex Bregman fan. That'd be unreasonable. Chris Bryant, when he's healthy, uh, that'd be it. Uh, so, yes, uh, getting back to the genesis as a lefty, uh, as he left the upgrade this offseason, go back to what the Cardinals are saying about Jordan Hicks. Uh, Mike Gersh, Michael Gersh said it the best, right? He said that Jordan Hicks... Uh, would they feel comfortable with him as their closer right now? Yes. Does that mean that they're settling on him as their closer? No. That's the same thing with Genesis. Would they feel comfortable with him as their lefty upgrade in the bullpen? Yes. Does that mean they're settling on him? No. Would I be comfortable with that? No. I want them to go and I want them to trade for a lefty, uh, whether it be uh, Meza or whether it be Watson or whether it be Smith. Uh, or Rodgers, if they can manage that, but I doubt they can. I want the Pad Fantasy Baseball League next year. Come on in. Any cards really considering and Are cards really considering Andrew Miller? Uh, the usage on Indians is worrisome. So it's become a really big thing, right? Because uh, J.P. Morosi and MLB Trade Rumors kind of like, like they, they report anything. Here's what I think is going on with Andrew Miller, right? I think the Cardinals are checking in to see what the price is. Uh, and I think that that's Cardinals are interested in Andrew Miller. And I think that they're probably checking in on every free agent and every available player on the trade market as well. Uh, look, we, we as a fan base get upset with Mo because Mo and Gersh and DeWitt because they're not willing to spend crazy. Uh, but I think for the second straight year now, the Cardinals are probably casting a pretty goddamn wide net to try to get the team to be as good as possible. Uh, we'll see what happens, but, uh, I think that's where those Andrew Miller rumors are coming from. Uh, I think that the Cardinals have a very good idea of how much they... Uh, Jason Shreve is poop, Matt. You're right. I think the Cardinals have a very good idea of how much they want to spend to upgrade the left-hand side of the bullpen. I just don't think it's going to come Andrew Miller. I think more than likely they're more invested in, in Zach Britton than anything. 
Uh, do you think the Cardinals are interested in Donaldson? Yeah, yeah, but I think that they have an idea of what they want to spend, and I don't think they're going to vary on that until the market starts to move. Uh, Maggie asked about four minutes ago, uh, what's the best deck strategy, cutting losses, trying to get him decent enough to trade? I think that the best deck strategy is forced by the trade market. Again, imagine being in another organization's shoes, right? You're not going to trade, even if the Cardinals take half of his salary, would you be willing to trade for a player that just lost half of the season uh, to an, a major injury at the age of 31 when his lower half is already compromised? The only, uh, like, what's the best way, I think, is the only way, and I think the only way they're going to be able to move Dexter Fowler is if he proves that he's healthy and hitting. And uh, that's uh, that's some bad stuff. Best Gwen Stefani song. You know, I don't know much Gwen Stefani, to be honest with you. So when Gwen Stefani went solo, uh, she, uh, like, that was in my, like, pop culture. Uh, I, I was big into any music at that time, so I don't know. Uh, Holla back. I wish the winter meeting started tomorrow from GM Gersh. Yeah, me too. I'll tell you what. I'm a, I, I would love for the winter meetings to start tomorrow. I want trades. I want crazy shit to happen. I want to see what's going to happen with Darian Gonzalez and Connor Green. Uh, you know, hopefully that happens tomorrow. Hopefully somebody picks up Connor Green and we can start talking about some stuff. Pat is rolling tonight from Forever Cards. Yeah, we're rolling, baby. We rolling. Yeah, so the winter meetings are December 9th through the 13th. The Rule 5 draft will be on the 13th. And uh, hopefully shit gets weird. Better singing Ariana Grande or Katy Perry. Uh, I don't know much about Ariana Grande, so I'm going to take Katy Perry. The Holla Back episode, and that is final. Uh, yeah. You guys know where I stand. So uh, Blues Record says, I want, the, I want to see the Cardinals acquire Bartolo Colon. I would love that. I want him to be the starting third baseman. What kind of value does Connor Green possess? Uh, DFA value. Uh, that's the kind of value that he possesses, uh, which goes to show you that the Cardinals could not find B A N B A N A N A S bananas bananas. Uh, that goes to show you that he doesn't have much value because the Cardinals couldn't trade him. Now again, timing becomes an issue, right? Teams are trying to to clean up their forty man. Probably hard to find a suitor for Connor Green, but somebody's going to take a flyer on Connor Green. Anybody who throws hundred miles an hour. Uh, Kyle knows a lot about Katy Perry. I know, I know the insides and outs of Katy Perry. Uh, somebody will take a flyer on, uh, the lovely and talented Connor Green, I would assume. Look, there were times throughout the year when he struggled to hit 100 miles an hour. <laughs> Think about that statement, huh? Go tell 1990 that there were times when a player struggled to hit 100 miles an hour. Uh, there were times when he struggled to hit 90. Uh, but he, his velocity wavered throughout the year, struggled with command out of the bullpen, uh, look, he's going to get picked up by somebody, I would assume. I kissed a girl. Wait, did a girl kiss a girl? Oh, wait, no, Kyle kissed a girl. No fun there. Uh, Todd Rodeo for Tim Tebow. Hex loves that Tebow. Uh, trade for Tim Tebow. Wow, looks like the trade for Tim Tebow bandwagon is about ready to fire up. Uh, you drunk, boy. Go to sleep. You ever kiss a girl? Uh, Bowman is legend for T-Rex arms from Eric Thomas. I love that. That's one of my favorite moments uh, in the bullpen where the T-Rex goes and he runs like a T-Rex, the inflatable T-Rex. Do you think the Cardinals will get a deal done on day one at the winter meetings? So here's the thing. I don't think it's day one. I think you're talking about if it gets done, uh, maybe day two or day three. Look, uh, the Cardinals were 
aggressive with Marcelo Zuna, right? And that didn't happen until day, like, day two, finish day three. Uh, at their most aggressive, they're slow. Yanni, Bader, Flaherty, Martinez, and Michaelis for Tebow, who says no. Uh, uh, I would think the Mets would say no. I think that they would want, uh, everyone else. Day six from Octavius Rex. Hey, Octavius, how are you? Welcome to our little shindig. All right, look, we've been at this for a really long time. I'm calling the two-minute warning. I'm almost out of booze and hot chocolate, as it were. I know for sure the hot chocolate's almost out, uh, but the booze is almost out as well. Uh, GM Gersh, what's most favorite coffee mix from Todd Thiessen? Hey, Todd, how are you? Uh, Todd, oh, never mind. Where did Joe Kelly's camel costume go? Let's bring it back with J-Mart and the traffic cone. The, the J-Mart traffic cone is one of my favorite things. How much fun is Joe Kelly like? Look, I love Joe Kelly. I love Adam Adovino. Again, I don't think they're best suited for the Cardinals' bullpen. Uh, Bader for Nemo, who says no. I would think the Mets would say no. Uh, uh, I don't remember what I was saying. Who cares? I'm an idiot. Uh, quick, a favorite moment from this past season. Dexter Fowler hitting the walk-off over Jason Hayward's head as Jason Hayward crashed into the wall in right field. Uh, most favorite coffee is whatever Gersh brews for him. Uh, most favorite coffee is whatever coffee house is the furthest away from Bush Stadium that he can get Gersh to go to and be back in a half an hour. Uh, that's my guess. So what would that be? Probably Park Avenue coffee? Uh, kind of, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah. So to GM Gersh, both the Twitter account and the actual general manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. God, I'm drunk, guys. Uh, oh my God, the Lakers Cowboys game. Yeah, that that uh, that African American gentleman who was wearing the Cowboys hat, and I think it was a Kobe Bryant jersey. <laughs> oh no, it was uh, who was it? Gibbs? Who was it? It was one of the all-time great uh, uh, Lakers. I don't remember. And that was easily. Uh, yeah, that and that was it. That was the same game. Oh God, what a disaster my life is. What a disaster. Colton Wong Fong. Uh, cheers to possums. All right, so here's the deal. Look, uh, I'm I'm done. Uh, I'm in the bag. Take it from here, Monty. I'm in the bag. Fly ball. Cut. Anyways, a uh, magic jersey. It was a Ma was it a Magic Johnson jersey? I can't remember. I'm kind of an asshole. I'm kind of a dummy. I'm kind of a rube. Uh, real fast. We got a couple more cheers. I'm gonna cheers my uncle Dale to you, sir, and your 79 years of life. Uh, of, of living, uh, rest in peace, my friend. Ed Sheeran wearing a Cardinals jersey. Fuck that Ed Sheeran. Uh, he wrote that song, though, for The Hobbit. Oh, misty eye of the mountain blue. It was James Worthy. That's who it was. Good work. Yeah, way better. Keep careful watch of my troubled soul. Uh, let's see, what are the chances of Ugly Sweater and Beanies? Hey, whoa, whoa, you be careful with the Ugly Sweater and Beanie talk. Uh, let's see, oh wait, welcome, uh, Liel, is their first day on Periscope? Yes, uh, James Worthy, we love that James Worthy. Alright, so we got the, uh, to all my pad people, to you, I raise my glass, uh, cheers, I love all of you, the resist, the resistance, we love you guys. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow, I'll be giving my catcher rankings. Catchers on Monday, first baseman on Tuesday. Second baseman on Wednesday, shortstops on Thursday, third baseman on Friday. Uh, and then I'm going to go into hibernation and hide until we get to the Dirty 35. To you, the pad people, the resistance. We love you guys.
Hey, wait, hold on. Oh, son of a bitch, this fucking thing. Uh, from Gary Will, 5980969, blah, blah. Cheers to one concrete form and do another to you. Uh, all right. So we've had a great discussion tonight, right? We've, we've covered, uh, over at Birds on the Black, our top position rankings. We started with starting pitchers, top 10 starting pitchers. That was Friday. Uh, relief pitchers were Saturday. Outfielders were today. Uh, catchers, first baseman, second baseman, shortstop, third baseman. That'll be this week. Enjoy. Give me your feedback. I love talking about that stuff. Uh, Juan Yepes hitting 40 dingers would be the most incredible thing to ever happen. I did not include Juan Yepes in my top first baseman in the organization. Uh, again, uh, check out the prospect live, Matt Thompson. Uh, he and Lance Brodzowski, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, they did an amazing job over there. I love those guys. They, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, they went with more toolsy projection, uh, than I went with, uh, like proximity to the majors. I was very specific about saying that. Uh, when I get to my dirty 35, the list will be a little bit different. You'll see guys who are like number six in the outfielders, probably be in the top 20 in prospects and leapfrog some of those other players. Uh, the organizational rankings is more of a picture of what's going on currently in the organization, uh, and I think it's important to put emphasis emphasis on proximity to the majors in that capacity. Uh, so keep an eye on Birds on the Black. Uh, again, so the, real fast, Alex and Tara are doing this amazing chirps thing. Tara is nailing it, talking to Erica Weston, who is extremely charming. The only time I've ever heard uh, anyone as charming as Tara talk was Erica Weston, and the two of them were incredible together. Uh, Trick Brownson wrote in a great article on uh, uh, Marcelo Zuna. It was a two-parter you're going to want to check out with the assist from the lovely and talented Zach Gifford, who I've been texting with over the last two, the last week. It's a pleasure to talk to Zach. Uh, thoughts on the return of the Red Sox scout? I'm excited about it. Look, for the 70 people who are left in here, the Red Sox scout is a fake account. I can Look, I know for a fact it's a fake account. Don't take it seriously. Blow it off. It's just a bro. Trust me. It is a bro, man. I have some fun with it. Play along. Ate it. Uh... Go to Birds on the Black, right? If you go to Birds on the Black, you get these awesome hats. I'm going to put it over the red one. Oh, my God. Gifts. Look at this. Look at this, Gifts. Red on black. Oh, my God. Look at it, Gifts. Oh, my God. Anyways, if you go to Birds on the Black, you can buy a credible attire. Uh, I'm going to convince Cards Gifts to put more pad stuff up for the holidays. Get your shit, girl. Uh, I thought that was obvious. Troll's going to troll. Troll fan troll. Troll fan show. Alright, uh, so anyways, I'm just fucking acting like an asshole right now. Uh, free advertising. Yeah, look, Outlook, I will plug anything that's good. You guys know that in the past I've been critical of Bernie Nicholas. He wrote a great article in The Athletic about Jeff Albert's role with the Cardinals. Uh, check that out. Mark Saxon's still writing trash. Love Mark Saxon. He talked about prospects after dark during his athletic chat. <laughs> oh, to Patrick B. Patrick B., you're a sweet man. Uh, getting rained on. Be safe out there. Uh, so again, uh, everybody at Birds on the Black, Cards Cards, Dennis, Tara, Brownson, Saruti, Gifts, Childress, Manning, uh, this f dumb motherfucker, uh, uh, to all my Birds on the Black people. Uh, again, check out shit, and then give me shit, because I don't know what the fuck's going on as I live in this weird, 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 weird world that I live in. Alright, so that's it. Prospects After Dark is over. I've had enough of this. You people should have had enough, too. Uh, the, lovely and talented, the lovely and talented Cardinals gifts is the best. Get Kyle some water from Jake McGee Baseball. Water. Mm. 
uh, to all the, yeah, hey, to all the black people, <laughs> to the black, to the African American and black community, uh, uh, we, I wish you the best because you're still being persecuted long after you should have been. All right, that's all I got. Look, uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, if you watch this, if you listen to this, you're part of the resistance, the resistance as it were. Check out Birds on the Black as I continue to give my organizational rankings uh, to the Hicks family, who I love with every ounce of my being. Uh, as always, family, happy hunting, and uh, keep it locked on Birds on the Black. Look, we're a year old, and we're ready to fuck some shit up as Tara and her incredible work and Alex and her incredible work and Chuck and his incredible work will show you. So again, one last final time, happy hunting, family. We'll see you again next week.